Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode. Evan, what episode is this? We should be on 93 tonight. 93. All right. So we're seven away from 100. All right. We're going to figure out something to do for episode 100, Evan. Yeah, definitely. Figure that out. Give or something. Doing. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. I don't know what. We'll, we'll do something, though. We'll do something. We'll do something good. Uh, let me go left to right here on my on my screen. Sean actually dropped out. He's going to jump back in, though. He was uh, having some uh, internet issues, so he had to restart his modem and, I guess, his computer. But uh, I got I got uh, Jordan. Jordan Fringe actually joined us tonight as a, as a last-second guest. Thanks for stopping by, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, and then we have uh, Evan. Of course, you just heard him. What's going on, Evan? Uh, not much. And then we got uh, Nate. Direct feed games back with us. Uh, you did hit ten thousand subscribers, and you're kind of just still rolling along there. What's going on, man? I think he's Mike's muted, muted, actually. Yeah, I think his uh, mic's yep. muted. I don't know if that's because. No, oh, maybe he's doing something. Might be uh, talking, yeah, maybe talking. Then we got OJ Blair. What's going on, man? Uh, what's up? If I would have known that Jordan was on, I totally wouldn't have shown up to. <laughs> I mean, I blindsided by this. You know, that's what I do. I just I just appear places and make people unhappy. I know, like you just appear on my podcast all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay, my it just happens. <laughs> Nobody asks you to come on the podcast. I mean, and then you're just you're just there. So I get you're it. not wrong. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey Jordan, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> Is he Nate? Are you still are you still muted, Nate? He's unmuted like now, but he might be just away. Oh yeah, that's fun. Uh, that's fine. He'll he'll stop back and he'll he'll say something at some point in the conversation. That's fine. And Sean, like I said, Sean will probably just be dropping in at, at some point uh, to talk about some games because he he had actually never played New Super Mario Bros. I didn't know this, so I want to get his take on it because he never played it. So I'll I'll ask him about that uh, then. But I do know we were all playing Resident Evil, or at least most of us played it. Actually, did Jordan? Did you get a chance to play Resident Evil the demo? Uh, not yet. Um. When did it come out? Yesterday or the day before? Something like that? The 11th, so I guess yesterday. yesterday. Okay, yesterday. no, I didn't have a chance to. It's yeah. out on, like, everything, too. You can get it on a PlayStation 4, Xbox, and Steam. I'm probably going to try it on the Xbox One X, because I've, I mean, I've seen some gameplay on, on there, and, I mean, I have a 4K TV hooked up to that, so I really want to see how, how good that game looks. It, it looks, looks good. It, it is it is actually really good looking. Like, that is a game you definitely want to play on one of the Pro models, whether it's the X or the PS4 Pro, mm -hmm. uh, or PC, if you got, like, a really nice video card and everything. That game looks, like, you can tell they spent a, a lot of time on that game it is it's been in development for a while and you could tell when you look at it visually and like the presentation it's uh it controls well too it feels good feels good i was i was i was enjoying my time did you get a chance to play it oj i did um i actually i wanted to play it on stream but i just didn't have time to kind of fit it in because i was just doing smash and other stuff so i actually downloaded it on my ps4 in the living room and i played that and i played that and i died and i didn't get past it <laughs> and i played that so i will play my x i can download it again it's like the one yep. shot you know so yeah um, I'm gonna play it again on my Xbox One X, but yeah, I have played it on my PS4 out in my living room, and it does look amazing because the TV in my living room—that's the best 4K in terms of like how it looks. Right. Um, that's the best. I mean, I got a new Samsung. It looks—it looks amazing on there, but it wasn't on the PS4 Pro. It was on just like the regular a base PS4. Okay. Yeah, it look—it looks good. You'll like it on the X. Uh, check it out there. Check it out on that monitor too. That 4K monitor. Yes. Get yes, that good right. response time. <laughs> yes, exactly. It felt. I mean, I've, I'm used to playing the games on the monitor, so. I mean, I, I once I went to the monitor. It's hard to go back, so I was just like a little like, uh, you know. It ruined, it, ruins, it does kind of ruin TVs. I'll admit that it, it does. It, it completely ruins TVs. I took out my my uh, my uh, what was it my uh, Vizion or whatever. I don't even remember the name of the TV that I had in here. Right. <laughs> I, I took it out and put it into my extra my extra living room. It, like that's how much like monitors ruin TVs for me. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's I I really like it. Evan, you played it too, right? 
Yeah, uh, made, made it through the entire demo when it tells you eventually, you know, you can't go any further from here. So it's right, pretty good. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it stops you. Yeah, you were saying the, the zombie variation was good. Zombie variation, the pressure you get from them breaking into places and starting to kind of overtake areas yeah. was really fun. Yeah, and if, if you're just kind of running by and one of them grabs you, it kind of goes in this whole like struggle where you're trying to yeah. fight them off and stuff. It's awesome. And did you did you um did you stop for a minute and uh, take your pistol and start shooting at different parts of the zombie? Yeah, I tried that out on all the different types. It was really cool. And some of them, you know, took like six, seven bullets yeah. to go down. It was awesome. But if you like shoot like at their arm, like I shot one of them in the hand and their whole hand like exploded off. Yeah, they have that, and he uh, didn't have a hand anymore. Yeah, they have it, that house of the dead, like explodey limb thing. It's excellent. it was awesome. They like like basically the zombies are like a destructible environment. Basically, you just keep shooting and they'll just start falling apart. Uh, it was awesome. Um, and I, there were a few that I shot once and that put them down, like right above like the eyes and like the forehead. Yeah, like, I think there's a, definitely a critical spot because I hit one in the library like that and their head just exploded. Oh, crazy. dude, it, feel, it feels good. It, it's so cool to have Resident Evil 2 back like that. Like they they definitely spent some time on this game and it's uh, I think it's going to make up like we we're just talking about that before the podcast started and Sean fell out uh, that it uh, makes up for Resident Evil 6 for some people <laughs> so Yikes. it's it is that good though jordan so far so far we got to play the actual game but the demo is uh is i'll play it after the podcast i'll download it yeah it's more it's it's a faster pace than than seven by a good bit because I, I know oj you, you didn't like kind of the sh the slower paced first person i didn't like the first person i didn't like it. i didn't they should have just called it resident evil something else um but uh, yeah it definitely makes up for from what i played this is like back to actual resident evil you know where you see the characters you have that personality uh that's what i like about resident evil i don't i've never felt that it, i mean unless you're playing like dead aim or something like that i've never felt like resident yeah. evil first person is like fun to me do you guys um, think that this is a one-off remake like if this does really well do you think they're going to start remaking other you know resident evil game i i bet they will i bet they'll remake nemesis nemesis i guess would be next right i um, I, I if if logically right it would be next but do you think they would even do like a remake of four like in the graphical style uh, and like control wise and all that i would like to see that just because i really liked four and it, they keep re-releasing four and i'm sure it actually sells well for them like mm -hmm. it's going to release on the switch i bet you they'll sell you know uh, quite a bit i'd be surprised if they get to I don't know how many copies of that do you think they'll sell on the Switch? Do you think they'll get a hundred thousand out of that copies? Oh, they'll get more more than a hundred thousand. So? Yeah, yeah. For them, that's a success. They're like, oh wow, we just ported this yeah. thing over and got a hundred thousand copies sold. All right, you know. Do you think so. they'll keep the uh, options from the Wii version? Like you can play it like with the Joy Cons and aim around. Because mm. that'd um, be pretty cool. They have that in, um, in Revelations, so. Yeah, Sean played Revelations 2 a lot, actually. Uh, so he'd, he'd probably be down for that. But uh, BLZ8 says Resident Evil 2 looks great on the Pro. Hopefully RE3 remake uh, won't take 10 years I, to come out. I, I just wanted to say, because like logically what Jordan is saying, like what you're saying is all right, but then you have to remember the company that, that, that does this, then it's Capcom. You know, so you have to remember this is Capcom. So it's hard to trust them with doing things logically, you know, going forward. It's just yeah. for me at least. That's why this was so interesting because this, this isn't normally what they would do like this when you're playing it you can tell they spent some money on putting this game together like it, it definitely took them a while to get it done and it has a level of quality that like big budget games generally have with you know like the little details and stuff so it's it's interesting to see capcom do that do you think they're on an upswing now with what they're trying to do with their company with like games like monster hunter and how they're treating it 
uh, Mega Man, how they're doing Resident Evil stuff now. I know there's like some issues with like downloadable content, I believe, with like Devil May Cry, but like that's still something they've gone back and they've kind of like retconned the last game to what people would want. Like, do, do you think this is like the start of Capcom kind of like trying to fix a lot of their perception? I mean, they probably saw Bethesda slipping up. They probably saw all these companies <laughs> falling apart. Now they're just going in for the kill stroke ticket again. Mm. And I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I always see Capcom always does pretty high quality games. They just do certain little things to piss people off. Like when you talk about <laughs> Double May Cry, I mean, Double May Cry has microtransactions, has microtransactions. Built, built into the upgrading system. The core upgrading system of the game has microtransactions, which is always a way that could potentially throttle consumers. If like, mm. okay, you're not going to get as many orbs here because we just might want to nudge you to, you know, to, to, to buy a microtransaction. So Capcom has always done little things like that. That's going to piss people off, which is just, that's just Capcom style. Uh, we're going to see what they're going to do with this game. Resident Evil 7 had DLC released a week afterwards for 10 bucks, you know? Um, so yeah. it, it's things like that that Capcom does. So we'll see what, I mean, there's some a couple weird things with Resident Evil 2, but, you know, I mean, they, they've always made pretty good games uh, when it comes to, they always release the games early in the year, you know, uh, like in the first half of the year. So Resident Evil, it's looking great, and so is Devil May Cry, but we'll see going forward yeah. what else they do, you know? Yeah, they put microtransactions in uh, Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition, too, if I remember right. Yes, they, they did. <laughs> they retconned them in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they man. Were there from, like, the original release. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, I'll be picking up five, though, to see. I got to see how bad those microtransactions are anyway. But uh, I wanted to buy. I like the demo for five was good, though. I like that demo. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be picking um, them up, too. It was good. It was good. Uh, what else? What else? Everyone has everyone been playing. I was kind of stalling for Sean to get back, but I don't know. I don't know what happened to his internet. Um, but uh, what else? Everyone been playing? Played New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I got a review copy for that. It's uh, New Super Mario Bros. U. I played with the Toadette. I played with Toadette. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's the easy mode in the game, so uh, that was I was okay. And then I got Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition as well. I played just started that, so. Yeah, um, I I, uh, I started that up too, uh, but I, I wanted to play the new Super Mario Bros. just to just to double check it. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically the it's the same game from the Wii U essentially with some extra little extra features. Like you said, the kind of the easier character, I guess. What's that? Toadette, I guess, would be considered easier. Yeah, she's because um, you can you can float super slow. By the way, yeah, and then you can also do like her little hop thing, a little like she gets like air or whatever. She just does like this little huge arc when you press the R button. So, so yeah, she's definitely like a e more of an easier character. She's the funky but, mode. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, basic. Well, Nabbit might be Nabbit might be that too. He might because like Nabbit is the uh, he's unhurtable, right? Yeah, you can't he can't get hit with yeah. anything. So Nabbit might be that. She's just like an e easy mode type of character but she's cool um and yeah it's the same game it's just that you just get the super luigi you I, I tried out some of those levels um and that was uh, that's the game I, I haven't beat that game yet so i've beat some of it but i haven't beat all of it so i'll probably get it, through that one yeah it's the same it's the same game with luigi U, right because it came with luigi U, or no it did and didn't back when it first released it, it eventually came out with a bundle that had luigi U, right um it came out as a standalone separately um you what basically they released new super mario bros u and then later in the 2013 they they said the year of luigi then they released uh basically the remixed harder levels of that and um it was like it was a smaller game it does not as many levels and it was 30 dollars. it was and you could either download it um and just have it right there on your game or they, they released a standalone of it completely box standalone so what they did they just put those two games uh put those two games together 
Got it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was like thirty. I think it was like thirty dollars when it was released. So yeah, I think Sean picked it up as well. Uh, I don't know if Nate, gra- Nate, did you pick that up at all? No. <laughs> I I think a lot of people will bypass it, and I understand exactly why. Because when I started playing it, I was like, "Yeah, this is the same game." Uh, if you played it on the Wii U, to be honest, there's really no reason to pick it up. I don't see any reason to. There's, the, I think, the other problem with this game is it came out after we all had Mario Maker, and I think the fan-made levels are more creative than the levels that Nintendo has in this game. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I was playing it, I was like, "I the Messenger and Celeste are better platformers than this." And those are cheaper, so I don't, I don't know. I was playing, and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Back to Vesperia. I played, like, halfway through the game, and I was just kind of on cruise control for the entire time. Just kind of just going through the levels. I don't know. It wasn't very exciting when I was playing it. So I don't know if anyone else... Had, I don't know if, Nate, if that's why you didn't pick it up, because you looked at it and you said, oh, yep, that's, that's what I played. That I mean, that was part of it. It was mostly... I'm not going to play new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe with like a group of friends or anything. So the co-op aspect, which is probably its strongest attribute, is of no value to me. And to go through that game again solo is just going to be a drag. There's no difficulty. The level design is excellent. It's just the game with the ba ba music and the dancing Koopas. It's <laughs> yeah. just I, I can't go through that like you know for a second time. <laughs> I, I can't. The mu- the music, right? The music, yeah. The <laughs> And, the music uh, yeah. is yeah, it's it's aggravating. I was I just turned the music on. I was like, yeah, is it working? I'm just I'm just tar- I'm just muting this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just I thought the messenger was better, so I I, I don't know. I was I wasn't feeling it as much. I just picked it up. There's some impressions on it. I've already moved on to Vesperia. Um, but that's me. I, I a lot of people were uh, Nate. Let me ask you this: What do you what do you think about the six dollar price tag for that game? Uh, I I can understand why it is $60 because it's going to sell 8 million copies with ease at $60. I would have liked it would have came in at $49.99. I know it's $10 difference, but at least it would have seemed like a value to those who already played it on the Wii U. And I know people are going to say, well, no one owned a Wii U. And you're right. The game sold 5.5 million copies on the Wii U, which is nothing. I mean, that's, that's, that's almost half its install base, though, picked it up. Yeah, it's just $60. It does seem high, but from a business standpoint, they're going to sell a lot of copies. They're going to make a lot of money. And it's mostly a new game for pretty much most people who are going to be picking it up because nobody owned a Wii U. So I get it. But for double dippers, it just seems kind of like you're not getting, there's no extra value to that price. Right. No, it's, I, I get that completely. Like I said, my thing was that there are better platformers out there for cheaper right now. But I guess if you want, what do you do? I mean, you want 2D Mario, you want to play it on your Switch. I mean, that's, that's yeah, it's your kinda, only option. That's, that's like what you do, right? Yeah, if you want a 2D Mario, I mean, you're going to pick it up for 60 bucks. But I mean, there's a vastly superior 2D platformer from Nintendo on the Switch, and it's called Tropical Freeze. Yes, yeah, Tropical Freeze is better. I will tell you that. That is a better game. Um, I just, I, some about, I went back and played new Super Mario Bros. U and I, it just, I don't know. It, maybe I don't remember it from, or maybe because it was back in, this game originally came out in what, 2013, 2012? 2012. I, f- I feel like it just, it feels like uninspired now. Maybe that's just because we, we've had the last, you know, no, it, six, it was seven years or something. Maybe, it was maybe I'm uninspired just, in 2012. Was it? It's, okay. It's the music. 
and it's just the boring art style. There's nothing about the levels that really stand out and make you feel like you're part of a world. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze makes you feel as though you're part of that environment that each stage is set in. And New Super Mario Brothers U is just his platforms in this generic stage, and you just kind of are jumping on them. Yeah, it was cool in 2005 when you know it came to the DS first, and it was like, oh, okay, that's a new way to play Mario. That's cool. And then they did yeah. it four times. Yeah, on the DS, it was cool because it was like, oh shit, it's his a 2.5D Mario. They finally returned to like kind of the origins of the franchise. And then we got another one on the Wii. Then we got another one on the 3DS. Then we got another one on the Wii U. And they all are basically derivative of each other. And now we get it again on the Switch. I liked it on the the Wii U. I liked it on the Wii, though. When that first came out on the Wii, I thought that was a fun game. Maybe it's because it was like, you know, the first, like really the first time I had it on that console or whatever, but it, it was fun on there. It just, I think maybe I'm just tired of it now on the Wii, on the Wii U and then now it's over on the Switch. Um, I, I think if they just went with a new art style and actually energetic music, yeah, the two, new Super Mario Brothers U would be viewed as and remembered as a far better game than it is because the visual style and just that music really dampened the experience, but the level design is excellent. So it's such like it's such a conundrum because you can see the game and say, "Wow, this could be excellent." But yeah, I think I would have preferred like 3D World. I thought would have been. I think I would have been more interested to see 3D World come over instead of you, New Super Mario Bros. Yeah, I would have. I would have. I wish I just saw our new 2D Mario on Switch instead of seeing this. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much used to it at this point, right? <laughs> like just Wii U ports coming over. Uh, I mean, I don't even think this is gonna be the last one at this point. You know, they they, got, they probably got more already coming. Do you think they'll try to like take notes of people's criticism comparing it? Because I've seen a lot of people compare it to like how Donkey Kong Country did it with how crazy their levels are and how beautiful the aesthetics are for each individual level. Do you think that they'll try to be like, here's new, new Super Mario Bros. And it's just completely every level is just insane and. Like they they really go all out and make something special, or do you think they'll just kind of keep passing along this the same game kind of? I'd like to see him do something like you like Nate. You're right. Uh, like a new art style, uh, I think would kind of energize that series. You know, I mean, 2D Mario is the is like traditional Mario. They should really spend some time on that. Uh, I'd like to see him do that. Although, let's be real. Do we need a new Do we need a new 2D Mario game if we get a new Mario Maker game? No. There, there you go. So I would prefer them to do Mario Maker because that's like infinite gameplay at that point, right? If you're connected to the internet and people are making good, actual good levels. Well, that's the problem with people making actually good levels. Yeah, but like, let's say Nintendo actually treated that, you know, like where they were picking out, you know, community favorites and, and ones that are rated the highest and all that stuff. And they continuously did that. Then you would always have new levels to like pick from them. Yeah. I mean, if they went like the 3DS route, what they did with Mario Maker, where they offered... Was it 30? I think it was 30 staff made stages. It was almost like a little self-contained single player experience on the 3DS version. And it was it was awesome. Had some of the best 2D Mario stages. If they did that for like a Mario Maker 2, and then they highlighted the best, you know, player-made stages of the week or the month, and you put like the top 30 and you just kept doing that type of cycle, then yeah, you're having, you know, an endless 2D Mario game where you don't really need Nintendo probably to step up for at least until the next generation with their own new right. take on the genre. Yeah, I would like I would like to see uh, uh obviously I think a lot of people want a new Mario Maker at this point. So, I hope that's what they're focusing on rather than build a whole other 2D Mario right now. Um the Switch just makes sense with Mario Maker when they can get that done. Sean's back. Sean, what's up? What's up, man? 
Man, I don't know. My internet just it went out and then it didn't want to come back up, but it's up. It is up. Cool. What's it up? Hey, so uh, very quickly, what do, you, what do you think of the Resident Evil Two demo? Awesome, loved it. Um, the plant, the herbs are too big. No, dude, they look like fucking house plants. Like I walked up to, it, I was like, "Oh, this is a nice decoration." I'm like, wait, that's an herb now? Like it used to be so tiny. Um, but yeah, so. But in the inventory management system is kind of weird. Like it feels like you have to, like we were talking off air, you have to press A like one too many times. Like it should just be pick it up, put it in the slot. Like I'm not, um, I'm not sitting here trying to, you know, make a, you know, it's not like Resident Evil Four where you actually have to play Tetris to make your shit work. If there's a slot, just throw it in there. Um, but other than that, you know, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Now I'm actually more excited for you know the 25th when it comes out uh that's not too far away either that's not far at all less than two weeks actually now yeah so i'm, I'm on that uh right away that's gonna be cool uh we were also talking about new super mario bros sean you told me that you had not played it before yeah this is my first time playing it um i'll probably have a video up tomorrow on it um and, you know it's it's not a it's not a bad game inherently um you know it still looks and plays pretty good but it it feels uninspired like do i regret spending 60 dollars on it maybe you know <laughs> like it, it's not it's not as good it's not as good as uh, there you know when you go when you do games like and not to knock 2d mario games but when you do games like super mario galaxy super mario 3d world and of course super mario odyssey which is probably my favorite mario game now of all time it's hard. It's kind of hard to go back to that simplistic, you know, pretty stock uh, type of game. And, you know, they did so many of them on the DS, on the 3DS, on the Wii, on the Wii U. It's like, fuck, man, like try something different, you know, just but I understand it is an older game. So, you know, it's, it's not bad. Like, but, it, you know, I, I could have if I didn't pick it up and buy it, like I would go on living like I wouldn't I wouldn't regret it. No, like it's like it's mechanically sound, obviously. But we were we were basically saying Nate was mentioning change the art style for the next one. Do something that to, to change it up or, or shake it up a bit. So, yeah, it's just it's just very, you know, it's not very cohesive. It feels almost mm -hmm. like it's just like random levels you know, thrown together and sort of, and they're sort of, you know, the, the overworld, the overarching theme of it, but I don't know, you know, it's not bad, but it's not great. It's, it's kind of a, kind of a middle of the road. Do you think yet. they, you think if they go with uh, a, this is for you, uh, Nate, you as well. Um, and everyone, if they go with another 2d Mario, do you think they should have online play with it? No. Yeah. No, I'm going with no, I'm, I'm, I'm about that. That'd be more value at least. I think uh, yes. I mean, if it's if a game's gonna have if it's gonna have multiplayer and it's gonna be similar, like why not? You have the stupid, you know, Nintendo voice chat app. You can you can use that and yeah, you know, do something with it. Give it some terrible net code so it drops in frames. The worst connection you have to the other players, and then you can actually slowly get up to where you need to go. It's great. I mean, like, wouldn't the fun of the co-op in New Super Mario Brothers is being there with the other person? It's you screwing with them. You jump on their head. You kill them in the pit. It's it's that fun of sitting next to the person playing it online. You lose that. You're, it's like if I'm playing with you right now, Sean. I kill you. Are you gonna be like, oh, you jerk? I'm gonna say the ha 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 ha. What? That, that's <laughs> not as fun as me like slapping the controller out of your hand as I get to like a flagpole. I guess it's optional wouldn't be a, if it was optional, it wouldn't be a problem. I mean, yeah, we're not, we're not saying it would be like forced. At least I mean, you have the option. I, mean, I don't think you'd play. I mean, 
input delay and lag would kill any type of enjoyment and the, the enjoyment you have in the game which platformers traditionally you don't see a lot of them online because of that you know because you need that precise you know pinpoint control so i mean it's i don't think it's gonna be something that people are gonna like oh my gosh get all riled up about even if they did have it i don't think it's gonna be something that people are gonna get, go crazy about because the minute you die because you fall into a pit because of input delay or because of some lag or something like that that's yeah. when you're just like well screw this i'll just play it offline i mean you collect you collect lives like it's water in that game too so <laughs> like you end up with a lot of lives in that game so i I'd probably just like eh, I, I died i'll just take from one of my 50 something lives and we'll go again um We'll see. Like we were saying, we were saying, uh, Sean, if they're not going to make, a, a, I guess, just a better 2D Mario game, just do Mario Maker and just focus on that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, just just focus heavily on that. Let the community build the levels. Um, so I also, we were also, uh, I actually can't talk about that. Yep. Oh, well, we're, we're also, uh, well, we're also, I was also playing Travis Strikes again, but that'll be uh, lucky. That'll be a, a, a video for next it. week, and then we're. I'm trying to get Evan to look at a, a game as well. Uh, what is that? An R, it's an RPG. Yeah, they haven't sent us the code yet. We're getting it soon, I think. There, I was talking to him, so we should have a soon. Tear into it today. Uh, I I actually have to look, double check what it's called. But um, Sean, you're playing. <laughs> you're playing. You're playing Travis as well. I am playing Travis yeah, as so, well. Yeah. So we cannot talk about it, but we'll have videos on it. I think it's next, pronounced next Yik. Yik? Why? Yeah, I, I, modern RPG. Yes, that one. So that one we're, we're working on as well. I wanted Evan's take on it. It looks interesting. It's actually a mature rated RPG that pulls from like, I actually noticed it pulled a little bit from Paper Mario because it has like those parts where you actually have to time out button presses and all that stuff. There seems to be a lot of mini games in the combat, yeah. but the story seems to be more based in modern problems like uh, people's suicide rates and stuff like crazy things like that. Yep. So that's gonna be interesting. I want to see Evan's take on that one. That could be cool. Uh, I got a, uh, some minor Earthbound vibes from it too. I don't know if that was just me. Um, no, they they said that's what it like. They pulled inspiration. From ah. It. Okay. Cool. Cool. That game's, like that game's development is like old. That's like Wii U, like pre Wii U or around that yeah. time. I remember, it was supposed to be on the Wii U, but they just kept on delaying. I just lost them all interest because like they just took way too long in releasing that game. It's called Y two K. Yeah, Y two K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not an rpg but yeah they i remember covering that game back in the day on my old website like on the wii u like oh it's coming it's coming no it's coming and then it never came and then i think it's almost here right or it's still not released <laughs> oh that's funny i remember people freaking about y2k back in the day oh man that's great I, I, I talked to people on aol message boards about that i was like i don't know if i'll see you guys next week but if i don't <laughs> This is it. <laughs> I was sadistic. I was in front of my computer, like, do it. Let's do it. Let's come on. Something happens. Oddly oh, enough, man. my well, biggest memory of Y2K for some reason is still the Family Guy episode on it. Really? I like this. The Simpsons episode was really good. See, I, I, I didn't grow up watching The Simpsons. Uh, but I, like, all I do is remember, I just remember that episode of Family Guy so vividly. Just one of those memories you can't get out of your head. That'll be that'll be interesting. I'll I'll see uh, Evan's take on that. Let me um we'll go through some super chats. Evan, if you got a Discord question, we can go through that now as well before I'm we get some of the topics. Yeah. yeah, go for it, man. And then I'll go through some of these super chat uh super chats here before we go through some of the topics. Uh, some of them are in the title, and then we saw others. What, what were you saying, Evan? Well, because we have Sean here finally. This is for mm -hmm. RGT. If you could pick five wrestling games to remaster and put on the Switch, which would you pick and why? No mercy. Because no mercy awesome. <laughs> because it's great 
WCW NWO Revenge because I love the roster. Um, uh, you better Fire, say it. You better Fire say Pro, it. Fire Pro Returns, probably. Which better. one? Here comes the pain. See, I, that was too arcadey for me. <gasps> Was that fun. was like that was like the one of the best wrestling games ever. It what? was a, it was a fun fighting game. It wasn't a really good wrestling. Oh game. man, you can, you can like like I actually prefer like actual wrestling, not just like here's a power bomb off a ladder and he's up in two seconds. You know, that's like, the best part. Uh, see, that just bothered <laughs> me. Um, uh, Tecmo World Wrestling on the NES, super underrated uh, wrestling game, and. Um, uh, Giant Graham 2000 on the Dreamcast. Did Those you at least did you at least play uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World? No, I haven't gotten around to it yet. See, see, I, and I'm not playing the real wrestling <laughs> games over here. <laughs> uh, Fire Pro Returns, Fire Pro Returns is like the peak of the series. Like I don't see uh, how it could get much better. I feel, but I don't know. One, maybe it does. That one, that one's pretty good. It's on, it's on uh, Steam and uh, PS4, I believe. Yeah, I mean, if you get on Steam, it doesn't need much to play it. Evan and I played it forever ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was, was fun though. It's a cool little game. Um, I'm surprised they were talking about bringing it to the Switch eventually, but I don't, I don't know whatever happened to that. Uh, I don't. I guess they didn't do it. Um, that, those are good picks though. As long as you said no mercy, it's it's okay. What about oh, yeah, that of course. game? Like the the w, like it was like the kind of like the arcade WWE like All Stars or whatever. I remember playing that game. Oh man, <laughs> that was a fun game. That that was a fun game because it was designed as an arcadey game. Yeah. So like. Like WWE All Stars. Um, I even like the um, the fuck was it called? WrestleMania Legends, I think mm. it was called, where it was like everyone was very over the top, um, and stuff like that. That was that was a good game too. Yeah, see, those were too out there for me. I don't know. Those were like another level of those, like Blitz, you know, like kind of like Blitz NFL or whatever kind of levels of crazy. Well, I mean, they were the NBA Jam <laughs> of wrestling games. Yeah, so. basically. Yeah, yeah, that's good. NBA <laughs> Jam's coming back, baby. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> hey, NBA Jam's coming back again. It's this is the arcade cabinet that's coming. That's at CES that we'll probably talk about oh, soon. Yeah. I thought oh, okay. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, interesting if it is. Sean could tell us about that when we get to it because he was oh, yeah. he was pretty excited for it. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 Gibby says I have Xbox One X and a PS4 Pro, and I can't decide what to play Kingdom Hearts three on. I want to play on PS4 since historically they've been PlayStation games, but the X has the specs. You guys ever feel this with certain series? Yes, actually, I felt that with uh, Final Fantasy 15. Actually, I got it on the PS. I got it on the PS4 uh, Pro, I guess. Even recently, I wanted to pick it up again because I only had it digitally, and I was like, I, I feel like I should just get on the Xbox One X because it should run better. But for some reason, I just I I, I would attach that to PlayStation. So um, Kingdom Hearts, I'm gonna go on the X. I'm just it, it, I know it runs better. I've talked to people who've played it. They say it runs better on the X, so uh, I'll get it on the X. I didn't really tie Kingdom Hearts to the PlayStation for some reason. I don't know why. Oh. I don't know why I never did. I don't know. Like, I look at it, and I'm not like, I don't feel like I have to get it for the PlayStation. I don't feel like I ever have to get anything for PlayStation. If there's a multi-platform release, if you have an Xbox One X and a PS4 Pro, it's probably going to run better or look better or whatever on the X. Most of the time it is. So, I mean, throw out the whole association that you have in your brain and just play it on the system. Since you have both, obviously you bought it for a reason, right? Like the X, you, you know that the X is a higher spec systems will so just get it on your just get it on your access well like even like like first person shooters i would only get on the xbox because i like the controller layout better than the playstation's like playstation sticks are like right i like the offset sticks that the xbox has uh so that like that's an example but yeah i don't i, I do see that there is association with systems at times but uh i don't really feel it for something like a kingdom hearts 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've ever felt that, Sean, with any games, whether it's uh, like if there's a game that's on all platforms and you feel the need to get it on like any one. Uh, well, I mean, kind of present day. I mean, like, you, I, like I get it. You, you're getting the stuff on the Switch, obviously, because of the portable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. At least makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, Darius says, I just bought I just bought Vesperia before I left for work. It's my first Tales game. Wow, that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think that's, I, I started with uh, Symphonia back on the GameCube. That's the best one. Yeah, I love that one. Oh, yeah. Vesperia is really good, though. Vesperia is very good. Vesperia is my favorite Tales game of all time. I mean, I've played a lot of, I've played most of the Tales games. Like, I think I missed like the Tales of like all, like the one like on the PS Vita or PSP or whatever, Hearts or R or whatever it's called. I haven't played like ones like that, but I've played all of the other ones like Berseria. Yeah. And Berseria, played, Berseria was all right. That's, that's on, very uh, good. PlayStation Steam. So, yeah. I mean, if you like it, though, you can pretty much then just start jumping into other Tales games uh because they, they they play very similarly so you can Vesper is my favorite though so yeah that's not a bad pick to be your to be your first one you know that's not a bad pick at all in my opinion when, when are they going to port the symphonia games is the real question it's on steam already so right yeah. you know it's three it's on steam so yeah. they should put it on the switch so i could play it anywhere they might they might actually do that you might i don't know i wouldn't be shocked if they did that to be honest yeah, initial reports coming out from japan is that it's doing really well so i would think that they'd probably maybe Maybe do some more of it. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Wishbone says, I would rather buy the Spartan console than Madbox. Uh, I don't even know if the. I, honestly, I think the Madbox console has a better chance of coming out than the Spartan console. <laughs> yeah, because there's actual money behind the Madbox. There's there's nothing but a dream behind Spartan. <laughs> you know, it would be funny if that Spartan system came out. I would actually order if it did, just it to won't. see what it is. It never will. Uh, uh, why don't Zane says, why don't people call Nintendo ninjas Nintinjas? Is that what that is? Yeah, nin- <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Zane, you should, point that. Alone. you should, you should trademark that and then sell it back to him. <laughs> uh, hack the movies says Sean Long is a liar with a single exclamation point. You know who that is. That's, um, that's Tony from uh, Cinemassacre. Ah, uh, okay, okay. What's he? What's he talking about, Sean? What's he? What's he? He's just an, he, he. He just. He's supposed he, to make. Okay, remember. Remember my panel at too many games, and he did the bubble bobble thing. Yes, where he came up on on the panel. That was supposed to be a video that's been in the works for like two years, where he secretly tries to kill me for raising the price of bubble bobble. And like he's just he's such a lazy piece of shit that like he never got around to making it. And he's always like, Oh, I'm still working on it. I'm so I'm gonna have my grandma say something bad about you. I'm like, this is two years in the making. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So are we gonna go another too many games where it's not done yet? Probably. Okay. There, there, yeah, I, I have no faith in it being done by by too many games 2019. Mm. Maybe 2020, maybe. Got it. As we're on that Final Fantasy 15 schedule, I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's let's jump into some of the topics. Activision and Bungie split. Uh, I think there was a lot of uh, just an overwhelming amount of of happiness online that day. Everyone was really c- excited and happy. Uh, what do you what do you guys think though about Activision and Bungie splitting and Bungie keeping the rights to Destiny? That was that was the one that surprised me. It was cool to hear about that, but then to hear about them keeping it's almost like I guess they bought the rights back out from Act like they bought it basically from Activision so they can keep it. They had to, uh, yeah, yeah. It's 
it's really interesting to hear about that, that Destiny or Bungie was able to do that. I mean, I have a strong feeling Activision just wasn't interested in doing anything more with Destiny because they kept saying it was underperforming and they weren't that interested. And apparently they were clashing a lot, uh, Activision and Bungie, even before Destiny 1 came out, according to Kotaku. Um, I, I saw this, though, and I was really excited because because uh, Bungie was... I liked Bungie before they went with Activision, but uh, what, what were your guys' thoughts on, on the whole situation? It was kind of out of nowhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know who's going to speak up, but uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I guess I, I talked about this on the, the PE podcast with OJ, but I'll kind of really condense it down because I spent a good portion. I don't want to, like, blabber on. Uh, but basically, I think this is a good split overall um I, i'm assuming that they paid a few million maybe several million to get the rights to destiny i think that activision was holding them back from making destiny what they wanted it to be i don't think they wanted to make a destiny 2 i think they wanted to make one core game that they keep building upon and i think now that they have the rights they'll be able to fully expand on everything they wanted to do without making these chunks of the game taken out to be put as dlc so actual dlc could be supported throughout the year as actual events uh, and then they, they got a huge funding. Was it Netsphere, Netscape? Someone, someone uh, Netscape, NetEase. Netease. <laughs> yeah. Netease. I, like, I like Netscape though. It's a good. So, one. Someone, someone gave them a bunch of money, <laughs> and they're they're that they're developing a different IP for that now, uh, with that money, which is gonna be cool. So I'm I'm excited to see Bungie uh, on their own. Basically, I I like what they've done before, uh, before the Destiny era, and I want to see what else they can venture off into do. Yes, it's, it will be interesting to see that. Now they don't have Activision uh, telling them to put microtransactions in like everything and keep making more and more DLC. But there's also the other side of the coin that uh, now there's no scapegoat of Activision. So it's, it is it is Bungie. If they mess up, that's Bungie messing up. Yeah, I mean, there's a level yeah. of cautious optimism because not all the decisions for Destiny 2's releases, I feel, were on Activision telling them to do it. And there was a lot to Destiny 2 that did not like. <laughs> So yeah, because you actually played it for a bit, didn't you? Evan, I played it heavily, yeah, up until the point where I wanted to play the competitive side of it and found out that they basically put on the PC version a way for someone to pay money to emulate their keyboard and mouse so they can get auto aim. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that, like, like I guess Bungie would have been in charge uh, of. Yeah, yeah. Bungie, that sounds 100% Bungie. And they, they backed it up by saying it was a great way to add controllers into competitive. And I was like, oh, okay, man. whatever uh yeah i don't know about that um i people were also wondering because uh <laughs> microsoft like do you see phil spencer jump in there right away when they announced that and was like hey can't wait to work with you guys again as an independent studio like people were wondering if microsoft he's such was a, he's such a, I, can't, I can't stand phil spencer <laughs> i figured microsoft would make some sort of attempt to to think make a push anyway. yeah make a yeah, push i think i think sony will as well but I, I think microsoft right now with their whole like we'll pay anything and give you unlimited funds type idea that they're gonna no matter what if there is some sort of bid war to do anything with them they'll be the outcome honestly yeah. just give them halo back get that out of 343's hands I would like to see it. If Bungie came back and was, you know, solely responsible for Halo again, that would be amazing. I think I, I think that. sales would be up. I think people would be really excited for that. That would be really, really cool to we see. We can that. fix Halo. I mean, I don't think they're in I don't think they're interested in being purchased or bought out or anything right now because they have that large investment and they're building their own game right now with mm -hmm. NetEase. So hundred million dollars, I, I think that I think that's enough to make a game. So Yeah, Destiny's Destiny's budget was ridiculous. Five hundred million? 
for the first yeah. Destiny game with marketing and all that. That's ridiculous. That that's why they lost money. That's why Activision was upset. You spent too much money on it. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they I like well, I remember when that game first came out, people were wondering like where did where did that money go exactly? Because the game isn't that like fleshed out or anything. You have to go online. Pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go online to find out anything about the story. It's weird. Yeah. I, I didn't get it. They took. Do you remember? Did do you did you play the whole story for Destiny One? I didn't go online to read much of it, to be honest. I was like, just, wait, I have to open up my web browser while I'm playing the game. <laughs> but just like playing wise, like, did you complete the main campaign? On Destiny One, yeah, not on the C2. Yeah. I didn't care about do, Destiny. Do 2. you remember, like, I, I, my, the biggest thing that like turned me off of Destiny because, like, I played the first one a lot. Mm. Uh, but the thing with the story is, like, you you meet these two characters that are going to be important to something, and then the next cutscene. I was playing this on a live stream back then, and then the next cutscene and the next story mission, the game ends, and I was like, "What just happened? Like, this is the shortest campaign I've ever played. What were these characters even for?" And then they released DLC later, which was just that cutout segment of the story, yep. and I was like. That's okay. how they get you, man. I was like, okay, that's, that, that's some like Assassin's Creed 2. I think they did that in Assassin's Creed 2. There's two chapters missing and they put them back there as DLC. But those weren't even important. That as well. That's so, I, I hate that. I, I hate that so much. That's, I mean, the campaign was short anyway. And then to just take out a, a whole mission, whole story mission out. So mm. stupid. It was, uh, it'll be interesting to see what Bungie does, though. I'll just be curious if they just keep quietly working on this do you think they do a here's the real quick do you think they do a destiny 3 or do you think they just keep working on destiny 2 i think they should turn around and make an all like destiny game like here's the the, the last version of destiny like here's destiny 3 or whatever they call it and then mm -hmm. from here on out it's just it's the perfected version we go on from here everything is updates there's no destiny 4 because i i really feel they didn't want to make a destiny 2 i think that was a forced decision from activision yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, around. they wanted yep. an MMO type game, and you know how MMOs work. You get a game and then a bunch of expansions. You don't have World of Warcraft two, you know. So I think that they should have, you know, they should do it that way. Have one game and go from there. So hopefully they'll fix that. Yep. No, I think I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, I think they'll. I would like to see them just kind of rip everything apart and come out like you said with just like a Destiny infinite or something i don't know i don't even know what you call destiny it destiny complete or something yeah, yeah. Just, and that's it it's out there destiny um, infinite that's final destiny yeah, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> final destiny. destiny i like that final <laughs> fantasy was just final destiny yeah. <laughs> well that means there's gonna be a ton of sequels though <laughs> oh man final <laughs> destiny 15 in 20 years um uh gamestop did you guys see all the rumors going around about gamestop now apparently there's a bidding war going on where companies are looking to buy them Apollo. What's that? I said I got five on it. Got you got five on it. Five on it. <laughs> uh, you know, if you use your power up card, it actually drops to about four. <laughs> no, no, that's a deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see this that two companies are actually interested in this in this company. Do you think like okay? So Apollo apparently owns Redbox. Apollo is the company that likes to build, that likes to buy struggling companies to restructure them. Who's the other? Well, the other one's like, uh, who's the other company? Sinclair. Again with an S. It's like no, Sinclair. So, so no, Sinclair's a, a it's um a TV company. I just know Apollo because Apollo apparently is the most likely to actually buy them. Uh, is what I'm hearing. Let me see. I could look it up real quick. There's think... a there's a couple uh, unnamed managers at some stores. That I, I talked to the other day, Sycamore, and, Sycamore Partners, Sycamore. and apparently they're they're actually aware that this is happening. 
So it's very interesting to hear about that, that uh, unnamed anonymous GameStop managers are apparently aware of this. Like they've sent out memos about this happening. So it's I think interesting. Amazon should buy out all the GameStops and just turn them into like physical locations called a games. And it has like all their like deals and stuff that you can actually go in store. Amazon's the richest. They'll just be like, yeah, snap their fingers. They I, buy them all. I had that. I didn't think about that. I was like, what if Amazon bought them? Because uh, for a little while they were unnamed. We heard about Sycamore. But we didn't hear about the other company. And it's now nice. we hear about a, Apollo. Uh, Sycamore uh, owns Hot Topic. And they, okay. dealt, they deal with a lot of retail. So they know how to do retail really well. Um, it, it was interesting to see. Okay, so Hot Topic on one side. And then like I was trying to like think of like tangible stores that these companies are involved with. So it's like Hot Topic. And then you got Redbox. It's like. Well, at least they know what I guess kind of what they're doing. I mean, Redbox is at least decent. Like it, it's I see them everywhere. So I don't know how well they work, but uh, Hot Topic actually expanded in our mall. So well, Redbox already has uh, already has video games that they do. And apparently it's does well enough. I mean, they're still I mean, they do movies and they do video games. So maybe they turn it into something like that. They turn because like, I don't think GameStop has movies, does it? So. GameStop did. It, it was funny <laughs> back yeah. back in the day. They had them because I I remember yeah. seeing that rack all the time. And eventually they were giving like ten cents per DVD, and then they just they just took the DVDs over and they just jammed them onto like the shelves and didn't even care about them. We did we did CDs too. Like you could trade in CDs and DVDs when the GameStop that I was um, assistant manager at first opened up, and someone traded in an Uncle Luke CD. And every morning when I would open up the store, I would I would uh, play Uncle Luke hydraulics like all the way loud because it would it would just get me so hyped to like wake up because I was on like an hour of sleep. Yeah, you know, I our little you have to sell those section memberships. Is that what you want? Did you have to sell those memberships to order those games? Yeah, just that was the worst part. Well, well that and some other things. Well, here's the real question: How did the like what is why do they want GameStop if it's like dying? Like if you've seen their like if you look at like their stocks like over the last five. 10 years even it's just been like just seriously a big slope downward uh I, unless they really have plans or ideas i i it, i wouldn't want gamestop right now i mean it might just be related to them hoping to restructure it because as we've been talking about before gamestop <laughs> looks like they're trying to restructure away from the physical games and more into just nerd culture with items they could just be the hot topic of nerd things mm. so. that's true that's a good point that's a good point do you think they change it so they don't have all that junk in there like you don't have t-shirts and like pillows and backpacks and have like, you ever been in a hot topic yeah have you ever been but that's the thing they already own they already have a hot topic so maybe they no, don't but want the hot, that yeah but the hot topic hot focuses topic. on uh music and other such things whereas mm -hmm. this could just be video games yeah hmm yeah I think the biggest the biggest down sell of like gamestop is the why it's doing so bad is you know business practices and how they can't figure out what they really want to do ever and then the fact of the negative perception by almost everyone online constantly berating them so i think that restructuring that's the main thing like okay how can we make a how can we make them think good about this place and how can we have better business practices oh i like that idea by mark just scrub the gamestop name and resurrect funko land it's a good idea i'd go to funko land if funko land came back i would go there Wonder if the one near me would just pull the old sign out of storage and put it back up. Dude, I love Funko Land was awesome back in the day. I used to play Lion King on the Super Nintendo when I'd go by there, and then uh, Goof Troop. I remember that was in the Super Nintendo one day. For some reason, I remember that. But that that, that was awesome. Funko Land was awesome back in the day. Uh, yeah. What about Nate? What do you What do you think? Do you think GameStop has a shot, even if somebody buys them? Yeah. I mean, I think they really just need a rebranding. They have to restructure the way they work. 
but physical media isn't going anywhere for a long time. It's still one of the biggest retailers for video games. I mean, people look to Amazon charts, but GameStop is still a huge percentage. So with the proper restructuring and rebranding, they, I mean, it's never going to be like the glory days, but it would still be a viable business. Sean, you, you actually saw a newer age GameStop. What, what was that called again? Uh, GameStop... Um... Express? Uh, no, the game, GameStop. Um, fuck, pop culture. That's what it called. Right. GameStop pop culture. Sure. It was. It looked more open in there. Like it didn't look all cluttered or anything when you had that because you had that video showing it. Yeah, uh, my buddy was at the uh, one of my Patreon people, but someone that I've known in real life for ten plus years was at the Mall of America in Minneapolis, and he was like, "Have you ever seen this?" And he showed me a picture of it, and I was like, "No, go get some video of the inside for it. I'll make a video <laughs> on it." And like, it's weird because, you know, some people were like, oh, well, you know, it's just a GameStop, you know, whatever. The, the pop culture thing isn't important to the name of it. But I actually found a picture from 2016 where it was just a standard GameStop. It didn't say anything about pop culture. And the pop culture is a part of the name of the store. And it's like a it's like a half think geek, half GameStop hybrid, but it's actually spread out. And it's, there's actually like more stuff than normal. So. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, because we looked into it when you saw that place and found out even in the UK they were opening stores under different names specifically for pop culture stuff anyway. So yeah. it seems like they're trying to make the move or were before getting sold. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that would be. I think it would be good to have a rebranding, but you got to change the way the store looks. The store just looks terrible. <laughs> like, it, well, it just so doesn't many, look great. I mean, so many of them are the prototype, you know, shoebox store where it's like it's it's long and narrow. So like, there's not a whole hell of a lot of room to move around and walk in there. Like, and they bought EB Games, they bought Babbage's in the states, they bought out Rhino Games, they bought out all of their competition, and then they had all these damn stores that were the exact same sort of dimensions. Yeah. And so there's just there's nothing. It's, it it feels it feels more like a chore than an experience to go into a video game store. And, you know, back in the day, it wasn't like that. You'd go to the mall, you have GameStop there, you would have EB Games there, you'd have Babbage's there, you'd have Software, et cetera, there. You had Funko Land there, all in the same fucking mall. And it was, like, great. It was, like, awesome. What's this store doing that this store isn't doing? What are the prices on this versus this? And, you know, I, it's, it's just like anything. It's just like any business, I feel. I, I think any business can be fixed and adapted to the modern age. But the problem is when there's no competition, uh, the the head honcho gets complacent. If there wasn't a target, Walmart would have gotten complacent. You look at professional wrestling nowadays. The WWE has their lowest ratings of all time. It's because the talent isn't there. No, the talent's arguably as good as it's ever been. They're just complacent. They don't care. They just you know you just sit there and tread water. So without competition, you know it it just people get complacent. Come bring on, it. we can blame we can put all the blame on Brock Lesnar. He's never <laughs> there. He never puts the title on the line. So nobody but, watches Raw. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Because they're complacent. They don't care. If if there was if there was actual competition, you couldn't pull that shit. Because the other company, people would be tuning into the other company and giving yeah, the other company I, money. I agree because like back like with WCW and WWF, dude, those were like, in my opinion, we need to what do you Sean? Here's what you gotta do, okay? You gotta start a wrestling podcast. Okay. I don't see I, I go in like phases where like for like a couple months I'll follow it really hardcore and then I'll get kind of I'll get kind of bored with it and um 
But there's uh, a new com- there's a new company coming out that someone was just talking in the chat that actually looks you know it's not going to be you know a huge force right out of the gate, but the um, I think it's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars is the money behind it, and they're working on TV deals and shit. So I don't know, might might end up being decent. Also, it's a uh, Bork Laser for the early two thousand AOL people out there. Yep, Bork Laser. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you should do that, Sean. That'd be interesting. We're talking about that because you can just make fun of it, then, right? That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. See, I'd listen to that. I'd listen to that, Sean. Um, yeah, that would be that would be good. You should do that. But uh, let me let me <laughs> let me go over to the Nintendo announcements here as well. Okay, before we do some super chats and Evan, how many Discord questions do we have? Oh, one, two, three, four, about five more. Wow, a couple of them okay. are long. Six it, more, actually. Wow, yeah. we're popular this week. Hit me with another one. Okay, uh, for anyone that I guess bought it, did you get a refund from Soldier Boy yet? <laughs> I I have not. No, I had to file a complaint with PayPal. I still I have not got one. it back. So I was gonna send him a message and ask if I could uh, shift it over to uh, his sweet looking Vita that he announced today. <laughs> no, I don't want that. No, I just he, he, he. I don't think he refunded anybody. Here's the thing. I, don't, I also don't think he really sold any. So there you go. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't sell any. I don't think. I think he just was making it up. So there you go. Uh, but I'll, I'll see what I can do about getting it back because I think I'm the only one who really bought. It. I know Rich bought it. Review Tech. Uh, I don't know if anyone else bought it though. He had to do the same thing. He had to go to PayPal as well. So there's that. What's the what's the next one, Sean? Oh, you want okay. With all the Nintendo announcements through trailer drops and social media this week, what does everyone on the cast think about the chances there's still a Nintendo Direct presentation this month? So this is very very high. Oh Nin- gosh, here we go. 99 percent. <laughs> so we were gonna we were gonna discuss this anyway uh, when we got into the Nintendo announcements that were up next, and Nate, of course, jumping in with very high for the Nintendo. Okay, yeah, Nate, we're, Nate, okay. we're twelve days into the month. <laughs> I mean, it's a over January here. direct. There are lots of days remaining. I You're don't know why people are like, oh my God, it's on the first 10 days. It can't be a direct. Final Fantasy was announced on Twitter. Twitter direct, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I did oh. see some people saying, I'm not, not to mention names, but I did see a video <laughs> pop up that was like, well, Twitter was that direct. And I'm like, oh, please stop. <laughs> like, no, Yeah, people are like, maybe they cut it from a direct. No, maybe... They just wanted to announce it on Twitter. It, it's amazing. Games can be announced outside of Nintendo Directs. Like, I, I don't get why people think, like, oh my God, Yoshi wasn't in a Direct. Yeah, the announcement was, Yoshi is coming out in two months. That really needed like 10 minutes of Direct time? No, it's on social media. It got dropped. It was talked about. It's done. Yeah, I think people won't be as uh, uh, hectic about it when they do announce that there is a direct coming, you know, at whatever point they do that or decide to do that or whatever they do. Uh, that's when it'll happen. But for now, it's like a lot of uh, trying to it's like Charlie in the, you know, in the mailroom trying to draw lines between everything right now, uh, trying to figure out if there is going to be one. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident there'll be some kind of Nintendo event this this month, as I'm think- sure Nate is confident as well. That there'll be some kind of Nintendo event this month. Do you think that? them closing the top floor of the Nintendo store in New York for a private no. event has anything to do with it? Like no. shooting something specific for a direct? No, no a direct was filmed months ago. They, they're not going to like, that is like, like a, a wedding, you know, maybe like yeah. they're just like, Hey, here's, we're going to use the big screen here. 
No, well, like the last time that they, the last time that they did that, it was like for like a mobile game. It was like for like Trigelia Lost or so. Or they, they, they've done that before. This isn't the first time that they've like closed off the some section there. It's usually not for anything. Uh, <clears> you know, and I was also trying to figure out if they would even do it this week coming up because Mortal Kombat 11 gets its reveal. I mean, we also throw. I mean, it could be this week coming up. I mean, as Tuesday. This, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, it could be a Tuesday. It could be a Wednesday. Like, it doesn't have to be on a Thursday, as we, you know, we just assume because that's yeah. the trend. Yeah. So, like, if it was this week, I wouldn't say it would be on Thursday because I don't think they're going to compete with Mortal Kombat because the press are going to be at the Mortal Kombat yeah. event and trying to host a direct while the press are preoccupied would be Nintendo stupid. So, so I mean, it would either happen. be the week after, or maybe it's <laughs> January thirty first. When they do their fiscal report, like when they do their investors meeting, they do it that earlier in that day, or maybe like the Wednesday before. Mm, and that are, way, it's kind of like, had... oh yeah, we have stuff to detail for the upcoming for quarter four. Yeah, that that could be a thing. You're right. I mean, I, it's there's still a lot of time left in January, so it's yeah, we're uh, not even halfway through. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're there. There's going to be we we assume there's going to be some kind of Nintendo event this this month, so I wouldn't get too crazy about it nope uh, right now everyone just reset the clock for a direct oh gosh <laughs> I, I predicted on a video that i did i predicted the 17th or the 24th so we'll see if that happens what do you know i'm gonna you know, he says the 24th i'm gonna be crazy and say the 23rd oh you're gonna like the, the prize is right method right like the one dollar <laughs> like, or the dollar above it like 500 501 <laughs> I, I think right. i'm gonna i'll say the I'll say the fifteenth. That's in that's Tuesday. Uh, no, it's uh, Mortal Kombat's on the seventeenth. I don't. I think Nate. I think you're right. I don't think they're gonna be like, oh, there's also a direct today, because uh, you know, I mean, Mortal Kombat is is gonna be a big thing that we're all gonna watch and see. Um, and of course, Nintendo has a stake in that game anyway. So um, I don't think they. I don't think they really feel like airing a direct. What? When is that? That's it. I think they reveal that. Is that? I think it's two p.m. Eastern. The Mortal Kombat event? I think it's 11 a.m. Pacific, yeah. They're letting anyone in that shit. You see Doc Trey's going to that? Like, fuck. Yeah, really? all, all you had to do was send them a Mortal Kombat <laughs> just... account like a, like on Twitter. You just sent them like a DM like, I live in L.A. They're like, you're invited. Oh, I don't live in L.A., but... um, I'm, but... I'm just kidding, by the way. I'm not, not uh, talking shit. Doc Trey is fine. Sound is like it. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I gotta bust his balls whenever I get a chance. <laughs> that's, an, that's on... Uh, oh, that's on... Oh, yeah, it's Thursday, yeah. Huh. I don't live in LA, so I can't do that. But. I I live I literally kind of live in LA, and I don't want to go. Really? Oh, <laughs> man, I go there. Those oh, those uh, do those invitations look awesome? Yeah, I know they look cool. Don't don't feel like don't feel like driving to LA, and I'm like uh, right there. <laughs> I see. I would have flown there for that if they had told me. Really? You would have flown all the way there. You for that? Yeah, you would have flown out just to be like, here's the reveal. You yeah. can go home and play a demo, like. Shit, I should just stay at home. I'm so used to crazy things happening in LA. I was like, oh my gosh, this happened in LA. I'm like, yeah, you can go. Yeah, I've never been, I've never been, I've never been to California. And it's huh? a write-off. And it's a write-off. I've never been to California and it's a write-off all at once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. And I get to go see Mortal Kombat. That's true. That's true. I guess I'm I you know, I'm I get uh what is it? I take for granted being close to LA and all the cool stuff that happens. You know, you're here. jaded. You're jaded. Yeah, you I, don't I, understand. I'm <laughs> passing up this chance to go play against Ed Boon. Come on. I, I know, I know. And then like E3, he's like right there. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like right there. I don't feel like going this year. Nope. <laughs> yeah, see, if, I was, if I was that close at E3, I would go, but I wouldn't go to E3 if we're not like behind the scenes. And I think you need a big, I think you need a lot of subscribers for that. Or you got to be really in with a lot oh, of the people. Yeah. Otherwise, so, you're, you're in line all day. Yeah, to I'm play like that. games. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I'd like to go there, but I'm not going there to to, you know, sit in line and stuff. I'd want to be behind the scenes and like be able to walk between events and stuff and actually talk to developers and they've got, like, they've got like people just there so they're in line and you're like man i'll mediate it doesn't matter like they're just there and, like so they need to organize it better for the media you know like that's one thing that e3 definitely needs to do like for just normal media not i'm you know have five billion subscribers so i can get this access but like for just normal media as well they need to organize it way better dude a ces ces need a million subscribers to go so yeah, that was a shame because there was some cool stuff at CES. So bunch of cool stuff. I wouldn't have minded. I would have liked to go there just to see. There was it was pretty neat. I'd like to go to CES one year just to just to see all the cool stuff. Especially because this year, Sean, there's quite a bit of retro stuff there. Yeah, it's awesome stuff. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what people care about more, but I'll say I'll start with the Sega Nomad coming back, which is <laughs> absolutely bizarre, but. I mean, it's supposed to be um, eighty to a hundred dollars. It has a, a region switch on it. Um, the Sega Nomad, if you don't know what that is, was basically a the Nintendo Switch before the Nintendo Switch. It was a portable Sega Genesis system that you could play on the go, and you could also hook it up to your television and play your Sega Genesis games via that. How um, many batteries did that take? Oh God, the batteries on it were atrocious. That's if you had a battery pack for it. Yeah. It took uh, like how many? It took a ton of double A's, didn't it? it? Took like six of them or something. Am I thinking right? I, I want to say D batteries. Was... I thought I had like one of those clips of D batteries on it. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I never had a Nomad, so that's kind of why I want one. My uh, my cousin had one, and it was really cool. He had a game. He was like a big Sega guy. He had like a Game Gear also. I just remember he got he got in trouble all the time for taking all the batteries in the house, uh, and just he would take them and then he would when they were dead he would then go put them back in the remote so that his dad would then go out. My uncle would go out and buy more batteries, thinking that the remote was just killing all these batteries. Yeah, it was six double A's. Yeah, it worked too. He kept getting batteries and it took him like a month to figure out he was killing them with his. And the funny thing is he had the adapter too. He just didn't feel like sitting next to the wall. <laughs> well, I remember when I got my Game Gear, um, we were at my um, my dad's father's so technically granddad, but it's my stepdad. So I never really called the guy granddad. Anyways, we were at his cabin and um, in the mountains of North Carolina. And so I got the Game Gear and I'm like fucking legit. I'm like, this is great. All right, I need batteries for it. There was only one store within like 15 miles of where we were staying, and it was this little cabin crap-ass store at the bottom of the hill. So we went down there to get batteries, <laughs> and they had those stupid those stupid batteries with the cat on them, like Ever-Ready or something. That was the only batteries <laughs> they had. No Duracell, no nothing. Ever-Ready with the stupid cat on it was the only batteries they had. So I got all the batteries. I played it for like... 45 minutes legit and it died and i couldn't play it anymore the entire trip until we got home and i had to you know beg for a, a power adapter oh uh, man that's funny so it was it was like the the mr pib equivalent of like duracell i did no i would say it was like dr funky no what's that what's that um what's that cola that's like it's like super rc awkward. cola yeah it's like rc it's, cola yes it is the rc cola of batteries <laughs> oh my gosh come on rc cola's not that bad it just it sounds more bad. like fruit stripe gum of batteries <laughs> stripe gum. fruit stripe gum would lose its taste after three chews like one yeah. two three it was gone but those one, those one first chew. few chews were amazing <laughs> Oh, it's like wow, man. this is some fruity, awesome gum. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but there was uh, 
we were we were originally talking about CES, Sean. How'd that happen? <laughs> well, because because we're talking about the Nomad. The Nomad. There's a new Nomad apparently apparently coming. We'll see if it actually launches. It's rumored at eighty dollars. Seems to have a decent screen to it. Uh, you can plug it in to charge it. Seems to have the same size H- and everything uh, as well, so you can hook it up to your television via the HDMI. Up, uh, let me pull up Castlemania games here on Twitter because you know what? They were there. They were taking pictures, right? Castlemania yep. Ryan, he was taking all these pictures. There was some cool stuff. I think I can grab some uh, some uh, screenshots of this stuff from his uh, Twitter. There we go. Haha, I found it. All right, cool. Uh, we'll do that. And also, all the Saturn and Genesis controllers from uh, Retrobit were there. Um, there's some cool stuff. Um, uh, from uh, Hyperkin of all companies, Hyperkin is doing a cable that I think like 95% of retro gamers want to get their hands on, especially YouTubers, because it makes no fucking sense. But Hyperkin is basically doing a. Um, I have the uh, I have the Nomad up on the screen, Sean. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the Nomad looks pretty cool. It's still in very um, early production, though. Like that's that's not going to be the final model of it. That's just sort of uh, proof of concept, I believe they said. Takes actual cartridge right there, though. That's gonna cool. HD out. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a full it's a full HDMI port. <laughs> that should give you a, a sense of scale for the size of this thing. It's on mini USB power for DC. Oh, uh, yes, mini. Uh, yep, it's like the micro. That's the one that most people use for like their phones and stuff right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, PAL and TSC switch. That's what all the clone consoles are using nowadays. Yep. Uh, looks good on the front though. Like, I mean, they got good button pro- placement there, and then the D-pad looks to be a rolling D-pad. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool for for people who are looking to uh, get back in. I guess just have a Nomad again without having to pay crazy amounts for what's essentially a, a battery killer. So, pretty cool. What were you saying about the cable, Sean? So, Hyperkin is doing a, a plug-and-play HDMI cable for the GameCube. It also works for the Super Nintendo, and most importantly, it works for the N64. Yeah, I might be able to find it here. Support. I might be able to find it here. Let me see. He was taking a lot of pictures, I thought. Was it? No, that's not it. Uh, let me scroll down. Hold yeah. on. Hold on, Castmaker. I'm going to find it. <laughs> there was like, um, it was like in a product lineup here we go. Of, of different cables. There it is. Got it. Go ahead, Sean. What was this? This is the HD TV cable for the GameCube N64. So this is going to let you plug in all those systems to HDMI straight up with a cable, right? It's got yeah. A converter box and everything. Like it's, I, I just want to see what it does. Like I could care. You know, Eon makes the GCHD adapter. There's so many ways to play your Super Nintendo on your HD television, whether it's the emulation SNES Classic or all these new clone systems and shit like that. But the N64 is still pretty much uncharted territory. I just want to see how it looks playing N64 games on an HD television via this device. Because, I mean, you know, the um, the Retro Tank did a pretty decent job, I felt. You know, it, it cleaned it up. Is it going to be anything like that sort of quality? I, I don't know, but it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Sean, so what kind that, of latency does it add? Because that doesn't look like it's a powered box for switching a, it over. Right, that's the thing. Like, there's so many questions that I have about that. Um, you need, a, you need a, the Ultra HDMI, Sean. I know, I do. Uh, that was that that was awesome the one i have for my 64 is, is pretty cool um i like it a lot oh look there's the whole lineup look at that they have dreamcast there's the i want this xbox one really bad the original xbox one uh we and then the, there's the gamecube ones they have dreamcast i think i might have this one right now i'm doing tests with this is dreamcast one 
Um, they have them for everything. I, I just I've heard good things about the original Xbox uh, HDMI cable. Yeah, is, that's the one that's better than the pound cable, right? I believe so. Yes, this is the. But, what is that pan panorama panorama? And I think it's the opposite. I think the pound cable for Dreamcast is better than the Hyperkin one, from what I've heard. I could be wrong on that though. Mm, okay. And then they also had a duck hunt gun that actually works on uh, on flat screens. Yep. That's interesting to hear about that, right? There it is. There actually being played. It's probably just a different type of lens pickup. Somehow they got to work. And then those sixty four controllers do work on the Switch apparently. Oh really? Yep. So if you if you really want to do it, you can. There you go. I don't I don't really know what you would do it. God, what you would use that for out. now? Those look um, so weird. Maybe sometime someday in the far distant future. We'll have uh, N64 games on the Switch, and there you go. There's a controller. Although right. Nintendo will probably release some crazy-looking Joy-Cons for that. You know, where Why are they, they playing 64? Smash with those? I Why don't not? know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't. I wish I could tell. I, I don't know. That that is a weird thing. Yes, there we go. All right. So cool. Yeah, that's uh, that was CES for the retro side. Pretty cool stuff there. Castlevania. Uh, Ryan did a good job with that. It's Castlevania games check him out there i think i don't i don't know if he's doing anything else there but he uh the shop they have is pretty cool and i would check him out because that's where uh sean and myself get a lot of uh of our cool little retro stuff that we'll show off here Indeed. on occasion from um pretty cool stuff though very exciting maybe we'll see some of that stuff at like too many games sean as well maybe hopefully they bring that nomad there that'd be cool i'd like to see that um very cool and then uh so let me get back to the uh nintendo announcements very quickly uh evan you want to have some other discord question before we do that uh yeah let me see if i got a not so long one okay this one's kind of basic uh since nintendo basically shot down bowsette as a thing is anyone kind of disappointed with that and is there any character you would have liked to have seen with that crown power up no no, no, no. <laughs> Nintendo, man, Nintendo wiped that thing out quick, didn't they? They they typed in, you know, they typed that lineup after seeing the internet too. They're like, ah, oh, we'll we'll wipe this out real quick. Uh, only Toadette can use it. <laughs> that was it. That was yeah. that was funny. Like they didn't, Booet. they didn't, yeah, they want Booet. <laughs> I I just like they didn't type that. They didn't reveal that little, you know, that little condition until like after the internet did everything they did with uh, with Bowser. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still gonna, you know, do do what they're doing with it, you know, fan art and everything, because um, it seemed it seemed a bit like a cop out by Nintendo with that. <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, okay, Matthew Hammond says, which franchise should Nintendo give to Bungie? I would say Metroid, but that's already being done by we believe Bandai Namco. Shout out to Matthew; he's a, he's the homie. I don't know. Who else would Nintendo... What else would they give to... What would they... like? Let, yeah, let's say Nintendo and Bungie work together. What would, would they... F-Zero. Take it. Take it. F-Zero? Make something. Yes. Just something... It needs to be something that you don't Star think that Fox. they would do. Something something different. Just give them F-Zero. Who, Devil World. Ah, uh, hmm. Mad hmm. World 2. Wait, Nintendo doesn't own the rights to that. No, I said Devil World. Oh, I thought you said Mad World. I did. I said Mad uh, World. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's us. That's Sega. Sega owns the rights to Mad World. Uh, you know, semantics. <laughs> <laughs> they should give them Geist. That's oh, a good Geist. one. That is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Eternal Darkness, then, if we're going to go with Geist, Eternal Darkness, or Geist. One of those two. Here's maybe. Here's all right. Here's what you do Microsoft and Nintendo get together. 
and they grab Bungie and they do a, a, an actual good remake of uh, Goldeneye. That would be cool. Yeah. Or if they just let him let them do something with Kid Icarus or something. First person Kid Icarus. That's the well. The issue is I'm, I'm trying to think of like what they could do with because Bungie obviously specializes in first person shooters. You could do a first person VR Kid Icarus, make everyone throw uh, up. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want Sakurai to do a Kid Icarus, like because Uprising's amazing. If they can just make like a new Uprising two on the Switch, that'd be dope with Sakurai behind the helm. Yeah, but like they could have like like Bungie could like be like a contracted studio to work with them on it or something. Uh, I don't know. I was just I was trying to think of what they would give, but that's hard. Yeah, they could bring back Marathon. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, they can revamp I mean, new Super Mario Bros. I mean, now that Bungie is like a technically an independent studio, free agent. Yeah, you could have a company like a Microsoft, uh, Sony, or Nintendo show up and say we want to fund this old game that you used to make. Let's do it. They could do that. You know, you never know. Um, actually, one of these questions we're gonna run up to here actually kind of uh kind of reflects on that um brian says destiny 3 as free to play like warframe would they go the free to play route <laughs> the game is already free to play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a true free to play like like people who spent a hundred dollars on destiny 2 <laughs> which which is crazy to think about because you know they like the collector's edition and all that stuff if you bought if you bought spider-man week one at best buy it was free to play baby <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got an email at one point that was like, hey, download Destiny 2 and yeah, get it for free. Please, please play Destiny 2. No, but it, it is free, though. I mean, like, I yeah. got the game for free on PC. Yeah. Um, but, like, would they, you think they'd launch Destiny 3 as a free to play game straight up? Like, it's never a paid for game. It's like a Warframe style thing. I don't know if they'd ever do that. I don't mm. know. I think they have to, I think they'd probably want to bank on an instant return at first. Yeah. Mm. I don't know because I mean this is free to play is always great, but then like or free to play is good, but it's like you have to really invest so much into it and give so much away, kind of you know like Warframe is being is built over the course of however many years, you know. Whereas I think Bungie and like their their pedigree and what they want to do and like the investments that they they are going to have coming in, I think they're going to want to do like a a big release, you know, and then maybe make it into something. That can be later down the line. Maybe mm -hmm. it goes free to play, but I think it's starting out. They want to make whatever money they're going to make because whatever they're going to do is always going to be like pretty grand, like big, right? For the most part, that's what Destiny, uh, or that's what Bungie does. So, uh, K19 threw five dollars in and said, "Here's to buying GameStop." Thank you, K19. Uh, <laughs> Sean, this is uh, this is actually the question I was talking about with Bungie. Sean uh, says, "Great Spawncast. Would any of you be interested in seeing Bungie resurrect uh, Oni?" It's that PS2 third-person shooter, right? Yep, it's I, also I on Windows. It was also put on Windows as well, which is interesting. I, I played um, that game back in the day. Yeah, that was uh, that was out like around the time I remember that uh, the PlayStation 2 came out, mm -hmm. right? Because it was mm -hmm. like January 2001 is what it says. Yeah, it was a really early PS2 game. Yes, and I remember that, and I thought about that. I'm like, could they? Yeah, I mean, somebody could come to them and say... Hey, or, or Bungie could pitch it to a company even and say, hey, would you like to fund us resurrecting this very old game? I would be curious how many people remember it. Like more people remembered Fear Effect than I thought would remember it when they talked about that remake. But it kind of the, the spinoff came and went. It wasn't a very good game anyway. The Fear Effect game. Uh, we're still waiting for the full remake. Do you, think, do you think people would remember Oni? I don't Not as much. Uh, people remember Fear Effect because of the controversy behind the game. That's why a lot of people just remember Fear Effect. I mean, 
outside of people, I mean, people played it, but like there was always, there was like always like a huge controversy with that game because of the, you know, what it entailed. So I don't, I'm not sure if people would remember it as much, but I mean, I remember it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone really remembered Fair Effect for the game itself. It was the controversy in the ads. I remember yeah. seeing like an EGM, yeah. the ad would be like, this game comes with nine climaxes and has the girls laying on top of each other i didn't know what the game was but i remember that ad okay, yep that's 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 marketing at its finest right there that's how they, that's how they that's how they know it worked you remember it to this day oh god i remember my mom saw that in my mag in the mag she's like what what climax are you talking about yeah. <laughs> i'm getting the game i don't even have a playstation Oh, that's great. Yeah, that, man, there were some game ads back in the day, people. Let me tell you, it was it was something else back then. <laughs> Especially with Sega. Jesus Christ. Even Nintendo was crazy. Even, yeah, Nintendo's yeah. were pretty crazy. They were too. all crazy. They just didn't care. It was it was something else, man. It was, it was, it was something. Um, even like Atari was really funny with some of their stuff. You see that ad for like a Nintendo 64 golf game? I saw the video this week. I forgot it was some golf game and a woman's in labor on the couch and the guy's like, wait, I'm putting. And then he gets like a birdie and then her water breaks and it's it's just shooting amniotic fluid all over the guy's like living room. And she's sitting there, ah, and then it's like the baby's born and they're sitting there look at the camera like, yeah, golf. <laughs> what? I swear, I'll send you the link and you could broadcast it. Did you did you did you see uh there was a good commercial where uh I think it was for Yoshi's Island? And the guy keeps eating in the restaurant until he explodes and shoots like stomach yeah. acid all over everyone. Yeah, that, that was gross. <laughs> it, it was weird back then. Even like Sony, when the PS3 came out, man, there were some weird Sony, commercials. Sony hired a very specific guy to make those commercials who's known the, for like making the, weird experimental things. Baby. They yeah, had the baby, baby yeah, the, one where the, the baby, baby was like yeah. in the room with it and it was like, what is this? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Oh, it was weird. Um, yeah, those, I guess the turn Sancho commercials and all that. Oh. Those were just great. I don't know. Those were just awesome. Um, uh, Joe says, thoughts on Vesperia? It's good. Uh, I think it's a, a solid RPG that's going to take you a long time to beat. And I think everyone should buy it. It's a fun game. Tales of Vesperia on the 360, I really liked. But the Definitive Edition actually adds from what I remember quite a bit. But I don't think I'm actually going to get to that part until later on. Where the, I know the Definitive Edition added a bunch of extra stuff. Uh, but I was going to buy it either way just because I really liked that game. And I was happy to see it go multi-platform to everything so it gets a real shot. Because when it showed up on the 360, like, obviously Microsoft had some pull with that, obviously. But it wasn't going to do as well as it could have, I thought, on the 360. Um, it's cool to see it go everywhere, though. The, them them doing this is definitely the way for the... I don't think the Tales franchise is popular enough to do these weirdo... We do PlayStation 4 this time. Oh, then later it comes out on the PC. And then like, oh, it's like, I don't think the franchise is popular enough to do that. And they, they had an interview the other day saying this is the start of them going multi-platform. And it should have always been that way. But the Tales games, if you look at them, they're all like segmented and on this platform and only on this platform. And like oh, only one on like the PSP or we're bringing back one on the DS, like Tales of, you know, uh, uh, the first Tales game or whatever like it was or the 3ds that they did so i mean i think it's just good just get it all just get it out on all the platforms stop trying to do these weird because they're not making any they're not making any exclusive i mean Tales of Vesperia, yeah they made that a deal with microsoft but a lot of the newer Tales games there's no deal with sony they're just doing it just because you know well, so I, w I wonder how much of the problems is their production pipeline like they might just be designing it around one system and then as it's finished they're like let's just get it there and then we'll try to figure it out for but everything they don't else. even figure it out for the rest of the systems so like a lot of the Tales games like bursaria still isn't on xbox or anything else yeah um, i'm not saying they have to do it but like they'll eventually think about it at one point 
uh, Vesperia, the new one has uh, updated full HD graphics, brand new music tracks, exciting mini games, bosses, and a collection of unreleased costume DLC. And they also have two more playable characters. Yes, pirate, pirate girl, and Flynn. Yep. So they added added some extra stuff there. It's not just pirate like a straight re-release. Uh, it's it's good. If you missed it because it was on the 360 or, or whatnot, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I would I would go check it out. I think it's worth the money. It's a longer game for I remember too. I'm trying to remember how long because I beat it on the 360, and I remember that like I remember spending most of the summer playing it. I, I spent 80 hours in that game, but that was also doing some other things on my first playthrough. I remember vividly. I remember I played it in, when I was in college. Um, and yeah, I spent 80 hours on it the first time. This one, if you do everything in this version of the game, it's probably gonna take you more than that. Yeah, Way it says average play time says to be about 51 hours just for the main story, and then generally for completionists, it says 180 hours. I, I leveled up to max level though, so yeah, so it's gonna be it, it's a game's gonna take you a while. So, um, but it's it's not like a typical RPG, it's kind of like an action RPG as well. So, it's um, it's fun though. It's fun. I think I think it's worth checking and, out. And if you have a buddy, you can play multiplayer if you have a buddy. Four yes. player, four player yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, the four player. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, if you have people over, it's one of those RPGs where you actually play with other people, which is which is something that Tales series did well. I remember it was Symphony on the GameCube. We did that as well. We we played a mm-hmm. bunch of people playing it, so it was pretty cool. You know, it was, it was neat. It was neat. Um, and then I also had uh, Riku Key says, "Think GameStop is spending a lot of their money on paying for GameStop exclusive pre-orders, like they did with Spider-Man." and Kingdom Hearts consoles. I think GameStop feels like they have to do that because they're competing so much with like Amazon and stuff, but I wonder if I wonder if they really get that good of a return on that kind of stuff. Like buying out like uh exclusives for pre-orders. I mean, even like Best Buy sometimes does that. But like I I do wonder if these companies actually get that much out of that. I don't know. I feel like they're probably spending more money than they should on that, to be honest. But there is there is a lot of I think mismanagement just at GameStop in general. Riku Key um, comes down to I think the store layout's the worst thing ever. So um, Agent Cueto says, "Where's my Mario Kart Tour Direct?" Is the real question. Plus Skyward Sword HD, baby. Yeah, what did happen to that Mario Kart Tour? I mean, they still got two months. Yeah, that's true. We're supposed to hear about. We're supposed to have it released or something in this fiscal year, aren't we? Yeah, they're probably waiting until after the investors meeting on the 31st. That could be something that they even released or announced right before the investors meeting because they're probably going to be asked about it because it's, I mean, let's be real, it's a mobile game. Investors like mobile games. Where's this mobile game? When are we going to make money from that mobile game that has Mario on it? Uh, they, they might even announce it prior to that, you know, leading up to it. I could see that. Um, that's, that's. I like you're right, Nate. It's going to come out in the next two months at least. But uh, I'm just curious about the mechanics for it. I want to see how they're going to monetize it and what they're going to give us exactly with it. So that'll be that'll be interesting. And then uh, Just a Hair says, listening while playing Civilization Six. Love the show. Thank you, Just a Hair. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, PlayStation Four sales. CES. They also announced uh, how many PlayStation Four consoles. It was north of 91 million, which is uh, it's, it's quite a bit. 91.6 yes 91.6 million so uh they're heading up to their that's actually sold through that's not even shipped well you know when we'll hear shipped is when they actually ship 100 million units because then their lingo will change very quickly to ship from sold through uh because they'll announce that as soon as they can probably so that'll be a big milestone obviously we've shipped 100 million playstation 4s that's that's gonna happen probably i mean that's probably gonna happen in the first half maybe the first half maybe by because they've probably already shipped like 93 million or 94 million at this point, right? By, by E3, definitely. Yeah, I could see them trying to get into E3 with that 100 million marker, although they're not going to be at E3, but 
But wouldn't it be funny if they announced right before E3 that they did, oh, we sold 100 million, you know, no big deal. We're not going to E3 or anything, but, you know, sold 100 million systems, that's all. Uh, or shipped them. Um, but I think it is going to be, I think it's going to be like halfway through the year, though, that they'll announce that. And then Spider-Man did 9 million by uh, November 25th, so we don't even know about the holiday numbers for it. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it's, that's just pretty good. Pretty good numbers for a single-player style game like that, uh, despite EA and Activision again saying that there, there's no market for that. Yeah, single player is totally dead. Yes, no single player. Uh, we didn't watch Mario Odyssey and you know Zelda cross ten million, and Spider Man's probably past ten million at this point. Uh, I don't know what God of whatever happened to God of War. Did that like, like we didn't hear anything for that, did we? The just outside of the original, the base three three million or whatever. Yeah, three, we didn't hear anything yeah. else about that, did we? I, I think know. you know. I think what happened it, it, for some reason this the. The game just got discounted kind of quickly afterwards, and then Spider Man kind of came and then just kind of took. I think I took the wind of sales out from it. Not, not that I think it still did really well though. I mean, I think they're still going to announce at some point. It sold like seven million or oh, yeah. something. Yeah, like something yeah. good. It's just, but it, the game was the, the game was discounted fairly. I, I wonder I mean, if they'll do a game of the year thing too for it. What were you we saying, Nate? Go ahead. Hopefully, I mean, it's because Kratos doesn't jump, so his sales <laughs> are grounded. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great uh yeah it's uh i don't know i mean i wonder if they'll do it i was wondering if they'll do a game of the year thing for god of war because it did technically win game of the year whether it's a new box art or something for it or maybe they'll add extra content to it um spider-man definitely what became more popular though as the year went on I, i'll admit mm-hmm. that and then of course it's a teen rated game so it's mm-hmm. a bit easier to sell and you know, it's exactly the reason why Sony does team. I mean, and the reason why games like Uncharted 4, you know, did so well even afterwards because 12 year old can go buy the game. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're right. I mean, this yeah. is this is something that uh, I, I've ran into when I was younger. You know, if the game mm-hmm. was mature, I'm like, oh, God, I got to ask my I guess my parents to get it. You know, you know, when you're 12, yeah. 13 or whatever, you yeah. still got to do it. Sometimes your parents can take you there. Sometimes they sometimes you just don't get a game because of op- the chance opportunity. Like a week might go by. They can't take you, whatever. Work on weekends and all of a sudden the next game is already out. You know, and you just you're, you, you might have moved on to something else at when you're that young, you know, when, you, when you're that age. So I, mean, I know that happened to me a lot of times where my parents couldn't take me. I didn't feel like riding my skateboard all the way over there. Oh, well. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'll also admit if I was like 12 or 13 and I had there was God of War or Spider-Man on the shelf in front of me, I'd probably grab Spider-Man. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. it has Marvel on the front, so it, it helps. Uh, I think one of the things I thought about was I think the big test for these single player games are the new IPs, like something like Ghost of Tsushima uh, to see how that sells, because we we believe that's coming out this year in 2019. Like, I think a lot of these big hitters are going to come out for Sony in 2019 because 2020 is probably going to be that push to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So, like, is Ghost of Tsushima going to sell well? Because again, EA is still probably looking at this landscape, and that's probably what they're thinking. They're like, ah, but it's Marvel, and it's you know, it's oh, it's got a war. Those are known ones. What about a new IP? Because like they still sold like like when Destiny came out, that still sold pretty well when it first launched. Not Ghost of Tsushima or um, see, I can't even throw Last of Us Two in there because that's known. Like, that's going to sell well because it's known. Oh yeah, that's gonna sell really well. I guess I guess Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, how how do you think Ghost of Tsushima sells? I'm I'm actually interested in it. I'm gonna buy it, but I'm curious what like how it's actually gonna do on the sales charts. Mm. It's tough to say right now, just because we I think we need to know a little bit more about the structure and how it's gonna work and everything. Yeah, that's a good point. Like visually, it looks great, but like, yeah. then we gotta think about what it what is the game? How does it control? How does it play? Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't have any. They're not going to E3, so like. 
I, are they going to have their own PlayStation experience earlier in the year or something like soon? I don't know. That's... There's there's certain things I can't say about a couple other games in the industry that is uh, like private information right now. Uh, but there's a lot riding on to see if the themes of Ghost of Tsushima, like if it does well, like that era and like that kind of gameplay in that style. So if it does well, that could be possibly a new trend for uh, certain game franchises to mm. follow. But we got like we also got Sekiro also. Yeah, that, that'll that'll be an interesting one to see how that goes as well. Uh, to see if that if that can kind of although that that has a bit of a cult following already because it's from software. You can pause it. I like how that was a big article about it. Like, you can actually pause this. <laughs> I mean, one. if you play Dark Souls, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I oh, thought okay, that was cool, hilarious. Cool. I was like, I, as soon as I saw it, I said, okay, now we're talking. That's I my mean, kind of game. I was watching the gameplay and I'm I'm actually pretty excited for that one. That, that one looks Yeah, fun. that's uh, good. Like th- that game, Dark Souls doesn't respect people with kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you've got kids, like, you've got to be able to pause a game. And, like, when I was younger in college, like, why do I don't need to pause for anything when I was in college? But uh, at this point, yeah, you need to be able to pause a game. I don't care how hard, edgy or hardcore you're trying to be. There's got to be a pause button in the game, dude. I hate when games, like, pause menus, the game's still running in the background. It's just yeah. like a menu. I hate that so much. Like, don't even put it in there then. Like, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I can't stand that. Like, you got to have a pause button in a game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, like I was playing online with Smash and I hit pause and nothing happened. <laughs> no, the lag will do that for you. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's great. Yeah, so it's it'll be fun. I, I'm looking forward to Ghost of Tsushima and, um, and uh, Sekiro. I think those would be really fun. Um, but Sekiro is looking good, although... Activision is still on there. I don't know. I don't trust it yet. Yeah, I got I got to see it first. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, we saw Activision do some interesting, you know, like Spyro. You know, that was, that was good. But like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't trust them yet. <laughs> I don't trust them. I got to get the game in my hands. I got to be playing it and be like, all right, I don't see any way to buy anything extra here. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Hey, don't uh, don't uh you know don't count your chickens yet. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, Evan, you want to hit us with another Discord question? Uh, let's see. We have a uh, one. He's basically saying, with streaming services becoming a thing, how do you think this is going to affect the indie game market? Oh, that was another uh, topic we can get into with that. How will it affect the indie market? Uh, hmm, I don't think it'll. Well, he's he's talked about the companies that tend to make the most money off of streaming services are the ones that actually produce the games. The people going into it on the side don't really see as much return about it. And he was also talking about uh, even though people hope that you'd still buy the physical copies, at least with the music industry, that didn't exactly occur after streaming became a thing. Mm, That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Are you talking like you're talking about game streaming like we've we've been talking about before with like how Amazon's getting into it? Yeah, everyone's splitting yeah. up now at this point. Ubisoft has their thing. Epic's trying to get their own store together. Eventually, they might move to something. Who knows? Yeah, because we even have like reports of Verizon trying to do game yep. streaming now. Uh, Amazon apparently is jumping in next year. Google's doing it. Microsoft's doing it. I f- I'm trying to think of how well that would work. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like it'll work well for a lot of games just because if, if this can actually latch on and it's good, that's the big problem. It is good. Uh, you don't need a console to play a game then. No, oh, yeah, the benefit to us is there. It's just will it limit what we're seeing? Right. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's that's the biggest problem I have about game stream right now. It's so it's such an unknown still, which is crazy. Like we've been talking about game stream. We've had game streaming forever, but it's such an unknown still. And, and- video streaming's been around longer, and we're already seeing uh, 
like Disney basically pulling out of Netflix just because they want to start their own streaming service. What if it becomes tribal like that? And then you end up, you know, what's going to end up happening. This is something with just TV streaming in general the whole cut the cord movement. But now like in order to get, you know, channels, specific channels you want, you got to get this bundle with this thing. And and it just ends up almost being the same fucking price. It's like, how did we go in a complete circle? Yep, that's the problem I have with uh, like if you have like Comcast or anything, they they they'll be like, oh, which bundle do you want? And there's like 20 bundles with this channel's here, but I want that channel, but it's over in that bundle. But no, I gotta get this bundle. It, it's all over place, and that's what's gonna be like. We're gonna have like 10 or 12 different subscription services, and they're all ten dollars a piece or something. Yeah, that's it's the same thing, you know. It's it was like the oh, plan the whole time. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, it's gonna be there. Probably will be a bubble that bursts there, and uh, I think competition will push some of these companies out but like amazon is too big to probably just fall out of it i think um i'm trying to think of who would maybe verizon would give up on it if it doesn't go well for them but they have so many systems already out there with mobile phones and people already using their you know their service anyway it's it's going to be man the game streaming wars are going to be interesting and it's back to the point of the question what do we think it's going to do to indie games because uh, it, it will limit their income will they not have as much access to being able to put their stuff out there like. it's it's going to come down to how they treat them like i feel like because we see how epic is epic signing like indie games now it's weird they're signing them and they're putting them on the front of their store like what was it um ashen or below one of those I feel yeah like but that's ashen. causing problems because some of those companies said they were releasing yeah. on other services and now they're only releasing on that for a little bit or something it's that's the thing off. about that's the thing about indie developers uh money is very influential to indie developers because uh they need it <laughs> and and they uh they are more prone to obviously taking deals because either your studio is open or it's not you know they, they they need money so it's uh i feel like a lot of them will get signed and moved around and stuff and that might end up happening yeah, there's still um, the companies though that come together from like a dream and passion and then they make a game and then release it without any prerequisite stuff it's usually the one guy who's working two jobs and programming at the same time and then we get these amazing games from those people but that's true but we just saw uh which game is going through all kinds of problems and it looks awesome like the last night i think is what it's called Uh, fuck that game but did you see the trailer at um (laughs) you saw the trailer right like if you just separate everything behind the game and then you look at that trailer it, it looks different enough to be interesting right like se- separate the the stuff that's going on with it, right? Like look at it and be like, that game looks cool. Nate's not. <laughs> Nate's not. Nate's not. Nate's not hearing it. <laughs> What's this game called? The last. What is it? Look called? up. Look up the trailer for it. I think it it looks awesome, but it's gone through. Yeah, so it's called the last night. Issues. Microsoft last night. highlighted it at their E3. Highlight E three. Oh yeah, this was that uh that friggin' cyberpunk. Yeah. Like semi animated, but still kind of three D. Yeah, yep. I, I remember them dropping that trailer. I fell in love with the game immediately, but like it, look, it looks cool. The side stuff. Oh, like, there's oh. so much stuff in the background on that. Like, I, I like. Of course, it's a game that I looked at when I first showed it, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And yeah. it's, it's like it's <laughs> it's no Untitled Goose game. Oh man, <laughs> okay, I, uh, I see the type of style that it is here. Yeah, like it looked different. That's what it caught my eye right away. I'm like, okay, this looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, this game. Yeah, yeah. remind me of Blade Runner. Yeah, because I saw it, and I was like, "All right, that's going to be something." And here we are now, where apparently it's it's not going to be something, <laughs> uh, unless somebody there might be a company that steps in to get it done because it, it looks like it'll at least stand out from other games. But there's some there's some bad stuff going on in the background of that game right now that has nothing to do with even just 
like developing a game. So, um, that's a shame. But that's that's kind of what happens with any games, though. Like you could, it looks great at first, and then all this stuff crops up, drama, and like all kinds of stuff pops up behind it that can affect it. So, it's not like you know Gearbox or anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was that in the uh, news this week or no? Yeah, was yeah. some stuff in the news with that. Or, oh man, it was gonna be it was gonna be asked anyway at some point. Uh, uh, yeah, Ra- Randy Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Pitchford. He's uh, I saw Jordan take that <laughs> that that framed Borderlands two off. The That's wall a crazy story. <laughs> so I made this video where I'm just like going, God damn it, God damn, because I walk over because I've I've had this is the one thing I've always said if I had a fire that I would save because it meant so much to me. I have a framed copy of Borderlands Two signed by Randy Pitcher that says, "Hey Jordan, like game on." And then so the story is I was working at GameStop at the time, right after borderlands 2 came out and funny enough a friend of randy pitchford's who lived in my area came to the store and he saw my borderlands tattoo started talking about borderlands he said yeah randy pitchford's like my childhood friend i'll get you in contact with him and then i got a care package full of like a bunch of awesome stuff a signed copy of the game like a bunch of swag you know because that's how he, he likes to you know deal with stuff get his usb drive back by giving yeah maybe he was learning you in man how old are you <laughs> I, I was over i was over 18. So I, I was barely legal. So I, maybe I was his type. Um, but it, it sucks because <laughs> Jesus. But wow. like, but like, <laughs> I, I even though he's done shady stuff, he sees someone like I've always like enjoyed following because I've always I've seen some passion there. But now hearing all the other stuff, it's kind of sad because you know it, it sucks. If it, it, whatever's true, whatever it sucks, I just. I just don't want this to affect Borderlands 3. We're so close to that announcement. Like, it's supposed to happen within the next few months, the announcement of it. And I'm... Why? Why, Randy? Why you gotta be a weirdo? Well, that's all. It's all alleged, still obviously. Alleged, alleged. Yeah, there's weirdo. a lot of the other stuff. And, and there, there's some lawsuits going on. And there, I yeah. mean, if the if the man likes eighteen year old girls and the man likes eighteen, nothing wrong girls. with that. It's yeah, the it's so. the other potential stuff. That is the 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 thing. Yeah. Hey, don't don't put that kind of stuff on a flash drive and yeah, bring it to medieval true. times. You know that's kind of weird. True. Why, I'm definitely not. Why? I'm not endorsing what he did. So I want I want to make clear that I'm not endorsing. OJ, are stuff. you in? <laughs> I'm not before OJ likes to endorse people these scumbags. No, I'm not doing. I'm not. Yeah, saying. it's all apparently it's in the lawsuit. People can read it. Uh, it's probably not worth mentioning because it's not even proven yet. Uh, yeah, and it's some yeah. serious. There's some serious accusations in there. So but the say. funny, the person who's accusing him's also done shady stuff. It's just a a, a yelling match between two ex friends who kind of screwed each yeah. other over over different things. Basically, that's the thing. You can you know people might get mad, and I mean, it's, there's tw- apparently there's twelve million dollars involved. So yeah. I, I you know people can get mad enough to start accusing and doing crazy stuff. Yeah, so ab- absolutely, there's lawsuits uh, going on. I'm gonna he put I'm out gonna, a statement on Twitter. So. Yeah, I'm going to leave it to the lawyers, but the thing that is going on right now is that apparently he gave himself what a uh, an advancement, an advanced uh uh I guess just bonus of 12 million dollars from so the company. There was there was a lot banking on Borderlands 2 to be successful with an advance of 12 million extra dollars. So that's why they siphoned funds out of the Alien game to make Borderlands so perfect at launch as perfect as they can make it but that extra 12 million dollars they got because the game did well you know was kind of funneled and embezzled right into you know randy's personal accounts is basically the issue and the issue with the lawyer is that he took personal and company money 
uh, to use on like vacations and other stuff and then never paid it back. And then that's why there was a falling out on that side. And those are the two biggest issues of each of them. Mm, yeah, he's he, yeah, there, he's been he's been around the news a lot anyway over the past like what five ten years or whatnot. <laughs> like he's on obviously YouTube. There's a lot of YouTube personalities that do not like the man at all. <laughs> yeah, I can understand uh, why. But back, but picture me back in 2012. You know, Borderlands just came out. The second one just came out. The first one helped me a lot in my personal life. I love the second one, and I have a chance to talk to him. And I have this signed thing I've had on my wall. And then just hearing, you know, year after year, something he just he says something stupid, and now all this stuff comes out. It's just heartbreaking, man. Like, come on, why can't you just make games? Just make games. Mm. Mm. Why, why you gotta do stupid stuff? Well, we'll see how this lawsuit shakes out. But yeah, with those kind of things, I feel like it's almost—it's definitely falls on them to prove anything they're saying. So, yeah. Apparently, there's a flash drive out there that they will be looking to get. I guess. Well, because the problem is, then you see other people on Twitter coming out and saying, "Oh, it's true, it's true," and it's like, that's yeah, that, that's that's BS. The people that are doing that—that that stuff. That, that, yeah. that, that guy backtracked though, didn't he? he? He said, "Oh, it's all true." Then he was like, "Oh, child porn." I'm not sure about, but being a con man, being a piece of shit, the clap gave check marks too. Yeah. yeah, but that's why you don't. I mean, he shouldn't have just a vague statement of like, "Yup, it's true." Like, yeah, why didn't you like, elaborate on? Why did it take a day? Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not fair. That's not fair to him, and that's the problem we have. It's like guilty till proven innocent instead of innocent till proven guilty. No, I mean, regardless that, of yeah, like yeah, regardless of like, I totally believe in the system. Like, obviously, like I'm not gonna. That's why when I even made that video, I said potentially. Like, like it, it's hundred percent not proven on on one of the things, but the other stuff is pretty well documented. And it still sucks because it's scummy. And now it kind of shows a lot of the, the business practice of a company that I thought I really enjoyed, even though like the majority of their other games that aren't Borderlands are bad. Like, dude, I even talked to Randy on the phone that day when that guy came in with all this stuff. Like, this man was like so dope to me. And that's why I guess it meant so much. And just, I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know? It's just yep. one of those things. Never, never meet your heroes. Yeah. Or talk to them on the phone. <laughs> you didn't yeah, we'll uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on the the law. I mean, there's gonna be a lot coming out about the lawsuit, so it's especially now after Kotaku wrote that piece up and took that quote from somebody that I mean, they they didn't put in the title, so I'll give them that. But once people started reading it and putting it out on Twitter, that's all that lawsuit became was that. So we'll see we'll see what happens there, uh, if if anything. And, I mean, they he's even obviously they're all denying about the twelve million dollars as well, so. We'll see. We'll see what ends up uh, what ends up happening. Uh, Evan, do you have a uh, Discord questions? Uh, last one. Since there's so much talk about the possibility of Super Mario Maker coming to the Switch, uh, I guess what kind of enhancements are we thinking should come to it? This guy talks about the possibility of mouse and keyboard support. Uh, yeah, uh, you just seeing like an overview map and um, what's see. what's interesting is the the Switch supports keyboards already. I know that. Yeah. Um, if they did have keyboard, that would actually be that would actually be good if they did that. I like that the idea. Possibility of uploading a series of levels as like a single thing. See, <laughs> are you are you asking Nintendo to do stuff with online that would make the game like better? Like, yeah. <laughs> I I I have serious doubts about that. But I would like to see them really lean into the online. That would be really cool with like uh, Mario Maker, Hills, um, <laughs> Mario Kart Maker win. Oh, Mario Kart Maker. That'd be interesting. Still waiting. 
Uh, I mean, there's, I feel like they could do some stuff, just, just add, just basically more of what they already have. Essentially. I think people would even be happy with like a port of Mario maker at this point, just move it over. But I would like to see a move really lean into the online a bit and just, just really add a lot of functionality to the online when it comes to sharing. And like you're saying, series of levels and, uh, profiles that you set up because they kind of had it where you could set like your favorite creator. I thought in that, I'm trying to remember if they had that or not, but if they just add more and more to the online, I think it'd be better. I mean, what can you add anything extra with content? I mean, Mario two, I guess, right. You can do pills. Pills. <laughs> it's important. It, it, it completely transformed the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like the Hills, like are you talking about the Hills when you make like invisible parts inside of them too and everything. Yeah, every, everything way. you need hills. I need to be able to slide down the hill on Mario's ass. That that is a that is a serious part, actually. You're right. You're right. That is a serious part of um. I honestly, at this point, people would just be happy with a port. But I would like to believe that the reason they have not ported it over yet is because Mario Maker Two is real and it's coming. But we'll see. We'll see. Um. Let me go. Let me go down some of these super chats before we finish up with. Uh, we'll talk a bit about Nintendo Online NES games, then the uh, Dragon's Dogma bit, because Evan was actually pretty excited about Dragon's Dogma getting announced. At least interested. I, I would. I should say that. Oh yeah. Uh, Omega says, "What do you think of the rumored FF7 showcase in April? The rumored Final Fantasy VII showcase apparently in April." I I don't know anything about the it. Sound of <laughs> clicking keys. I was gonna say, is everyone like, wait, Final Fantasy Seven? What remake? <laughs> Sounds like someone tweeted it out at one point, and now it's just a rumor. Ah, okay. Oh. Uh, I would like to think that they would be ready to actually show, you know, an image of the game. <laughs> 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 Anything? I'd like to believe that they're ready to show the game. At so, we we heard about this game in 2015, I believe, and then we even saw some gameplay then, but then they scrapped it and. The company that was helping them messed it up, and it's. I feel like they restarted. I'm gonna be honest. I think they restarted the game. Like I think they just they just scrapped it and they moved on to something new, and they're changing it again. So that footage we saw of the gameplay, that might be some crazy game we'll never see released because it's part of their development. Um, but if they're not ready to show it this year, there's a problem. It, one, it's a it's not a PS4 game then. If they're not ready to show no. it this year, it's a PlayStation Five game. That's the way it is. Uh, even if they do show it this year, like, are they releasing it this year? Or are they releasing it in 2020? Because at that, that point, we're all going to be talking about the PlayStation 5. I have no faith that there's Final Fantasy stuff that's coming out this year. My yeah. other question is, is it still a, um episodic thing, or are they scrapping that idea, too? That, I hope they scrap that. There's so many issues with this so far that I could go on forever, so I'm going to try to contain myself. But, but yeah. they, they need to make sure that it's not this episodic splitting up of the game into three different parts. Like, that needs to not be a thing. I'm hoping they don't. Because they said it's going to be like, oh, well, like Lightning Returns. And like and, and I'm like, please, no. Like, <laughs> not like Lightning Returns and Final Fantasy 13 and 13 2. Please don't do that. Because yeah. we already know the story of Final Fantasy 7. And they split it up into three. That's going to be dumb, literally waiting for that. So I'm really hoping that they don't do that. I, I, I mean, I, I hope that we just get the full game. And I think it's going to be a PS5 game. I don't think it's going to come up. I mean, it might be a dual release on PS4 too. But I think it's also going to be PS5 as well. Yeah, honestly, if it's not, if it's not like just hold it for the PS5, I think that's fine. I'll, well, that's fine. I'll, I, if it's gonna even make the game better and run better and look better, yeah, sure, save it for the PS5. Um, 
20 that'd be crazy that means it'd be wow what if it didn't come out to 2021 it's a six year seven year development you know one of the things that i've realized with this is that usually when a game is in trouble and they don't show anything or if they're not showing anything on a game it's because the game is in trouble you know (laughs) or it's because the game there's something drastic going on with the game we've seen it especially from japanese companies over the years i mean remember tokyo mirage sessions and how when we like they just didn't talk about it forever and it's huge changes same thing goes for Final Fantasy 15, huge changes over the course of when they first showed it to edit this point. So when people say, oh, well, they're just working on it. I don't think so. I definitely think there's something wrong with the game at this point if they're just not showing it. Because the games that they do release, like Lightning Returns and all those games, they just showed them. Like 13, Lightning Returns, 10-2, or I'm sorry, uh, 13-2. They had no problem showing off the game and saying this is what you can do and giving us updates and trailers. And with this game, nothing. So yeah. Um, what do you I think, think the problem is? I think the problem is it's Final Fantasy VII. Like there, there is a serious like. like right. There's a legacy that goes along with this game. They cannot mess it up. Like as they've already. I mean, they can't show it and it not be good. That's the problem right now. Like it has to be good. It's Final Fantasy VII. This is something that it has the, rabbit, to be the best the, graphics I've ever. I mean, seen. dude, the rabbit, the fan base, man. You you don't want to mess with them. You know they, they've been waiting. So yeah, but you also have to go into it knowing you're going to piss off at least half of them. That's the problem. There's parts in the story I don't know how they're going to actually make it work. Uh, there's some weird things in that story that got away with it because of the PS1 graphics at times. Whether it's Cloud beating up Aerith in the crater, or there was this weird scene where Sephiroth stabbed the guy. And I'm not even kidding. You can look it up. It is a serious thing that was argued forever back in the Game Facts uh, arguments on the PS1 board back in the day, where people were trying to figure out how he jumped off of the guy's sword. Did he push him off of the sword? Did Sephiroth throw him off this? It's a whole thing. Is the guy still alive? Uh, and it, they got away with it because of the PS1 visuals. That game is actually, if you took that game and you make it like PlayStation 5 graphics, it's actually a pretty violent game, too. Well, even the sequence with the wrestlers. like Yeah. Cloud, <laughs> are you going to have the guy take a wig out of his jockstrap? Is he going to yeah. be? Are they going to have cloud oh, yeah. like cross dress in the game as well? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, do you see all these question marks? I, you know that they're, but but you know that they're mulling them over in the background. Like, are we are we going to do it this way? Are we going to we going to skip that or? Like, I feel like there's a lot of questions that are going on back there. Like, I feel like these are the same questions that Nintendo may have asked at one point with Mother Three, for example. You know, like, can we get away with that, or do we just pretend it doesn't exist, or? So I don't know. And if they pretend it doesn't exist, man, those fans are going to oof. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, let me go to uh, the next question here. Uh, Bungie should do a new Sin and Punishment. That's from Jason. I forgot about I Sin and Punishment. I don't know if that's their style. That'd be, I think that's kind of small scale for them, mm-hmm. right? For Bungie. Yeah. I want to uh, see them do something new. Yeah, I would like to see them just actually because they've been given the money to a new IP. It'd be cool if they did something from a company anyway, like Microsoft brought them in for a Halo project or something. Sure, please. But um, otherwise, yeah, them doing the, their own IP would be cool. Uh, Virel says, "Give Bungie Buck Bumble." All right, there we go. On our way to a that's a ten million seller right there. Yeah, OJ is uh, first in line. No, I'm, I'll I'll be the first person there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ethan R. Ethan R. says, "Hi, Evan. Remember me, Harry Plopper." Eh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, he popped into my Twitch once. I made fun of his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy says, "Will the Switch ever get trophies like PlayStation 4? 
You know, I don't, I don't know because I, I I see the value in trophies uh, and achievements. Uh, I was an achievement hunter back in the the old days of 360, but I fell out of it and I don't care as much about it, but the only way it happens is is if Nintendo is able to put their own unique spin on it, Mm. where I would think it'd be like, oh, you unlocked whatever type of, you know, you jumped 12 million times in New Super Mario Brothers U. You got this achievement and it unlocks, you know, two gold coins you can use on the eShop. Okay, so you think they could tie currency to the... Because uh, Sony tried to do. do that. Sony tried to do that, and they canceled it. Well, they do have that. Like, for, like, their mobile games, they have that, like, through my Nintendo. Yeah. You know? So if they can only try to... That's the only way that I can... Like, I see what Nate's saying. That's the only way they, they, they integrate it that way. But at this point, I don't think it's going to work. Like, if they haven't done it at this point, they, they obviously don't care. Um, just Ahara is asking... Uh, let me go here. Uh, just finished Goblin Slayer anime recommendations. I told him Dororo. Which just started dropping. I think it's only one episode in. Roro. Okay. Okay. I don't know if anyone else any any anime. My just hero. Death Note my again. hero. My hero ones. My my hero is a good anime. Just don't right. stop ever watching Death Note. <laughs> Keep Death Note. Yeah. Never leave your room. Yeah. Don't eat. Don't sleep. It's on Blu-ray. It's the highest quality. It's at. You just stay there. You're... And you you hack a show. That's an old school. Oh, okay, anime. Yeah. That is that's amazing. amazing. You want you want an old school one to go watch? If you really want to go back in time, go watch Ronan Warriors. <laughs> You're a bit younger. Go watch that. Or, or Roni Kenshin, too. That's Ooh, also old Samurai X, Roni Kenshin. That's uh, that was good. I mean, if you're yeah. getting into the old stuff, might as well get into some of the good stuff, too. You get Paranoia Agent and all that. It's good stuff, man. Watch Vampire Hunter D. Ooh. Yes, Vampire Hunter D's very second good. movie for that was incredible. Oh, Bloodlust? Bloodlust oh. is awesome. Uh, Wag says, Nate needs a webcam with an exclamation point. I and have he, a he webcam. He gave me $9.25 for it. <laughs> he just doesn't yeah, want to turn the lights on. Well, okay, Nate. Let me ask you this: When's that? Uh, one of those discussion pieces uh, showing up? Because people, people have been asking, you know, around around the water cooler there, Nate. When those? When when are you gonna start doing some discussion stuff? People are curious. People are, people are wondering over here. Oh, there he is. Oh, it wins. The <laughs> 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 the Kratos mask on though. <laughs> there. See, I have a webcam. What's it like not being able to jump? It's annoying. <laughs> I try to play basketball and everyone does yeah. Nate, Nate's actually real. Some people some you know what the craziest conspiracy theory was? Somebody said that you were like part of the Patriots system that I heard <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm Ocelot. No, Nate, we need to yeah, we need to get you a um some of your some of your uh, discussion pieces out there because you had one that yeah, from a un- year ago it's unlisted on your channel for whatever reason but you have one right and it's um because then you post it up on your twitter right yeah because it was like a year old and it was just a topic of the pro was going around about the switch so i was like hey you know i talked about this a year ago it's kind of funny because it's still relevant yeah yeah okay yeah so like that one you should make that one public and see what see what people think man there you go uh, put, put that maybe. out there man put that out there uh yeah, i think people i think people are interested in what you say about current events and topics and stuff so yeah i was waiting for like a direct and oh well there's still, not there's no coming man january's over okay so uh, <laughs> january over it's the first january ever 12 days <laughs> 12 days man we're into february now we gotta start we gotta start thinking here uh now that'll be that'll be good though so you'll have some stuff to talk about soon then that's good i mean uh january's over um oh steve uh, steve uh says uh right about now it's Time rock with 
Biggity bump. Oh, <laughs> Fahrenheit Angel is basically creepy. That's uh, that's for OJ there. OJ, you do like that. You do the I'm dance. To read it. You're like, what about nine's time? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's like that's like OJ. That's a that's a meme at this point on OJ's channel. Uh, uh, yeah. Tied into the Buck Bumble, man. Uh, uh, forever. Uh, make a shirt, man. That'd be perfect. No, nah. almost sure. <laughs> I don't want people. I don't want to encourage it. We we pretty well, much. I'll, I, make you a shirt. I'll just make you a shirt. It'll happen. <laughs> I don't want to encourage the Buck Bumble stuff, dude. Like, <laughs> so people started donating for it all the time for song requests. I was like, okay, you got to donate fifteen dollars or up if you want Buck Bumbles. And then people fifteen dollars and up. And I'm like, okay, just screw. <laughs> no more back to back donations for this song. <laughs> Anything I do to get rid of it, people just beat it. So it's just like uh uh matthew hammond says uh what about a nintendo maker with multiple characters so like i guess kind of like smash bros but with mario maker instead of smash like just all the characters in there i would like that i mean they had a ton of characters in it you just had to pick up the power-ups for them right they had that one game it was like a flash game where you could play through the mario levels with uh samus and and all different kinds of characters and if it's something similar to that that would actually be pretty cool because that was a that was actually a really neat game where if they could do that? Yeah, I would, I would like that. That would be cool. What would they call it, though? Super Smash Brothers platform. Or... <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's actually a space there. Platform. Super yeah. Platform Brothers. Or, or... You got you to gotta put the U in there for no, no reason at all. It's yeah. on the Switch, but you got to put the U in there. U Deluxe. How did the U stay in there? Did anyone ever figure this out? <laughs> no. Because they didn't want to make a whole new logo. Like <laughs> I think they put it in there so people didn't get confused and say it's like false marketing. You're trying to say that this isn't the same game. I honestly think that's the reason why they, really? they kept yeah. it. Yeah. Because it says new, right? Because it says new Super Mario. I guess they can't do that without the... Oh, man. That is weird sometimes. <laughs> the U in there. I remember when we had that rumor and I was like, there's no way they can leave the U in there. It's not on the Wii U. And then they announced it and the U's in the logo. I'm like, what? What happened here? I can't wait for when they port Super Smash Bros. for Switch or for the Wii U onto the Switch and they keep it for Wii U version. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that was that. Yeah, uh, and then last, last. Oh, uh, K nineteen Curry Maker. I'd be okay with Curry, mm. but that's the thing. If we have like a, a whole like every all the different characters and Nintendo worlds are all together, Kirby would be in there. Nin- there you go. Ultimate Nintendo Maker. Uh, and th- oh, go still ahead, holding go out for the. I'm still holding out for the hope that'll never happen. The Zelda <laughs> Dungeon Maker, where you just click endless dungeon and just uh, keeps going down floors. That I feel like that'd be a really complicated like make like like uh, creation thing to make is like so you could build all these different Zelda dungeons. That'd be crazy. Zelda Mystery Dungeon. That would be yeah, that would be great though. That'd be amazing. That think like about a good 3DS think time. about just unlimited uh, unlimited Zelda dungeons. That'd be amazing. It oh, never man. ends. Uh. Uh, beat em ups is in the chat, Sean. There you go. <laughs> I remember when uh, the Wii U launched and all those titles starting coming out. My friends were like, What will they do with the sequel? Zombie U2 sounds like an undead mono album. <laughs> yeah, if they if they bring over Zombie U, those call those those leave the U in there. Zombie U. Well, no, they, they like, did that, they made it zombie, zombie, yeah, zombie without a knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll put the U back in and bring it to the switch. They would be the special edition. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let, let me, uh, dragon's dogma, Evan on the switch. 
You played it on I, the PC? You yeah, it? I played it heavily on the PC. I didn't. I think when it dropped, I didn't know it was coming out on PC at the time. I just saw it pop up on Steam, immediately bought it. This is fun as hell game, and it hopefully it runs well on the Switch. I know we were trying to see if we could get a copy to yeah. test, but still we'll haven't that. Yet. Look into that. We'll see how Capcom's feeling about us that day. Yeah, it's um, definitely interesting, especially the whole. Uh, I mean, even though technically it's fine, the online not needing to be paid for, but the online's technically just you have sort of a summoned Pokemon assistant version, and then you just put it onto an online server, and then people can use it. So yeah. it's kind of, but not really. Um. Yeah. It's uh. Oh yeah. Be, we we invite beat him up sometimes. He has he has a life though, so we we struggle with that. So. Yeah, I I don't. <laughs> so I just get the message. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll we'll invite we'll invite beat em ups to the. Here's what we'll do. We'll invite beat em ups to the week after the direct is uh uh revealed. Okay, whenever that happens, if a direct is revealed. Yes. I mean, it, one will eventually happen this year. Yes. There you go. The next direct <laughs> that takes place that we are not saying is absolutely happening. You know. What? All right. Yeah. Whatever. Next time a direct happens, uh, we'll get we'll get Wood on here. Okay. We'll get him the weekend after the direct happens. So if it happens on Thursday, we'll get him there Saturday. Okay. The next Nintendo tweet is about how they'll never do directs again. It's just like oh. yeah. <laughs> they canceled them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we so don't like the direct format. We'll just tweet it out. Follow us. We'll get we'll get Wood on there. Uh. uh that that uh that night so how about we do that that we'll have a bunch of stuff going on and everything so we good uh so we had uh dragon's dogma evan's very familiar with the game so we'll get a copy and evan can kind of talk about it interesting game to have as a handheld game evan when i looked at that and and because i played it too i have it on pc and i played it i'm like that's an interesting game to have as a i mean we had skyrim but like dragon's dogma is another one kind of in that realm of oh it's a portable game okay that's yeah i'm just i'm just hoping it plays to the standard that i enjoyed on pc at least in frame rate i mean the textures weren't incredible but like there's still that level of wanting it to be visually good just because of how crazy some of those spells were in the game and how some of the effects actually happened the size of some of the enemies i'm hoping it works and then we had nes games we had uh <laughs> zelda 2 and blaster master yeah, yeah, the silence makes sense. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I just thought I was I was making fun of like that announcement. It's like I know you guys have been paying. We're finally gonna add some games. Are you ready? Zelda two and Blaster Master. Like, wow, this is the value. It's just incredible here. I suppose I when there's a better there's a better version of Blaster Master. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That one got remember me. Remember that app is on my Switch. So. <sighs> yeah, I. What's weird is I mean, in Japan they get three. Right, they got the Joy Mac fight, and that was called. Yeah, something like that. Like, why? Why? Why they only announced? They've had three games every single month. And or more. There, they'll probably be an SP version or something. Yeah, sure, which yeah, but, doesn't count. But no. But like, why? Why two? Is it? Are they? Are they saving one? They're they're running out of library, man. We've already <laughs> had so many awesome games. But like, like you know, Mega Man. I mean, you know, they could. Yeah, well, they got. They got to grab one of those Capcom for that. They could grab one of those. I mean, they could, you know, take, uh, you know, the original Earthbound, you know, Earthbound Zero, and just kind of, you know, drop it on there. Okay, never mind. I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking too much. I'm trying to be too pro su- pro consumer there. Let's just do uh, Zelda Two. Yeah, throw Zelda Two on there. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, there's a lot of games they could pull from, but they they pull those. Like Blast Master is a weird one because they have Blast Master Zero, and like I have that game, and it is a better game. So I don't know. I don't know why there's only two. I hate Zelda too. <laughs> a lot of people. Do. <laughs> a lot of people do because they, they made you buy Nintendo powers back in the day to beat the thing. 
I can't stand. I can't stand. I really hate that. Game. I went back and played it a few years ago, and I was like, it's better than I remember, but it, it's still not great. <laughs> uh, and then I watched other people play. Like I watched the game Grumps play through, it, and I was like, okay, he he has better. He has more experience with it. Uh, so mm. I, I get why there he's enjoying it more. But I that I, made me hate the game more when I watched. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh man, I think Projer did a video on it too, if I remember right. And I watched that. And I said, okay, yeah, I. I it could have been better. Uh, not a great month. I feel like they, they have, I feel like that's just, I feel like there's another, I don't know. It feels like there should be another game that they would announce, but did I tell Maybe. you that game ruined my childhood? One of the parts of my, my, my weekend <laughs> Zelda two. When I was, man, yeah, you, were, you don't, I, you don't like this game, man. <laughs> I saved up for back then. Allowance was like a couple, like 25 cents a week, my man. And I saved up to rent that game. And it really, really upset me when I was a kid. Yeah. So. Well, I, I spent one of my weekend rentals, on Mario is missing. <laughs> I spent Ugh. I spent I spent an entire I spent an entire weekend off from school learning. That was an educational weekend for you, man. <laughs> yes, I, I did not like that. <laughs> that what was, else was missing that weekend? Was Fun. I rented that game instead of Chrono Trigger that weekend. I just would rent the same <laughs> game every weekend. I would rent mm -hmm. Joe and Mac. I would usually rent Mega Man X X two or X three. It was that both was chameleon twists for me, just one and two every weekend. Mm. I did. I, I did rent uh, Mario RPG one weekend, and I had to take it back. And I'd like hope somebody didn't erase it, you know, for the next weekend. <laughs> uh, it worked for it worked for, but for three week weekends straight, I got it back, and my save was on there. So I did end nice. up eating it. But you did run into those occasionally where you had to give it back, and you're like, I really hope it's there next really weekend. There. <laughs> I mean, you're or sitting the in there, one. you're sitting in there in the classroom, and you're like, I really hope that's the same Chrono Trigger I go back and get next weekend. <laughs> but yeah um universal studios oh man that was the that was the gamecube game wasn't it universal classic. Right? yeah yeah oh man that's right uh yeah everyone has that one bad rental uh i guess that's i guess that's it for the spawncast this week it was a fun it's a fun week we were kind of hoping that there was some kind of event happening uh but at least next week and we'll have the mortal kombat 11 reveal maybe a nintendo event we'll see and uh, I'm sure we'll see some other stuff happen. We do have some games coming out as well. Ace Combat 7. Travis Strikes Again. Yes. Now. I'll be getting Ace Combat 7 as well. Uh, check that out in VR just to see what that's like. Although there's only like four missions, I think. But I'll be getting it. So why don't we go around here? Uh, Sean, where can they find you, man? You can find me on RGT85. Um, I hurt my back today, so I'm about to go take a bath and just <laughs> sit in there for a while. But once that's over with, I'm going to beat new super mario bros u deluxe fuck edition and then make a video on that tomorrow and then i have no idea what i'm doing the rest of the week mm, my uh slim ps2 from gamestop came in so i gotta check that thing out mm, nice <laughs> i ordered a 64 controller from them by the way i want to see what their analog stick is like when they send it to you <laughs> ah, uh oj where can they find you man yeah just right here on youtube uh be giving away announcing that we're giving away another copy of super smash brothers uh, so yeah, subscribe to the channel. Um, I'll be doing some uh, more discussion pieces. I did one on Xenoblade. So if you're a big Xenoblade fan, you like Japanese RPGs, uh, action games, stuff like that, uh, check out the channel. And uh, yeah, yeah. So thanks for having me on, of course. Yes. And then, uh, oh, uh, people are asking for a, a spawn raid. Do you guys have anyone in mind that we can raid? Anyone know? While we go around oh. here, take your time. Uh, take your time, uh, guys. Yeah. Take your time, guys. Uh, and then uh, Nate, who's uh, hit his 10,000 subscriber mark, so he's waiting for something to do a discussion piece on. 
just we're... had his mini face reveal this episode. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did reveal I am indeed Kratos. Yeah. We're uh, we're making progress with Nate. All right. So <laughs> maybe uh, episode 100. <laughs> oh, Nintendo Prime is streaming. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, what about uh, Nate? Where can they find you, man? They can find me on Twitter at Direct Feed Games. There's a link to my YouTube profile in there. And right now I have a couple of comparisons of Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. One Switch versus the 360 original. And another one that compares the PS4 version to the Switch version with handheld and docked footage. So if you want to see how that game stacks up to the PS4, you can find it there. Uh, oh, uh, Jeremy says uh, you got to get a Buck Bumble tattoo, OJ. A $2 Buck Bumble tattoo. <laughs> and then uh, Jeff with nine ninety nine, No message. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, oh, a Modern Vintage Gamer also said uh, raid uh, Smoke Monster as well. What I'll do is I'll... Um, let me make... Okay. Uh, Modern Vintage Gamer. I made you a mod. So if you will have the link, you can drop it in there, man. Absolutely. And people can go say hi. Uh, Jordan, where can they find you, man? Thanks for joining us on short notice. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you can find me uh, here on YouTube at Jordan Fringe. Um, I have some cool videos I'm working on that are going to be coming out soon. Um, I'm just I'm really bad at video games, and I like Spyro. That's that's me. <laughs> that's my that's my elevator pitch. And that uh, Evan is on Twitter. I know that, but uh, yeah. he's wor- he's working on hopefully a a look at that interesting um, Y2K RPG. Yeah, whenever they get us the code for it. Yep. So we'll hopefully be checking that out because I am curious to see how that goes after a ton of development. Apparently, now that I've OJ has said that, it'll be interesting. Uh, then you're also on Twitter, right? And then I see that you have uh, commissions open as well behind you. Oh yeah, um, somewhere back there. But yeah, uh, stuff's going up for commissions. I've already finished a couple. Uh, Modern Vintage Gamer actually got a slight rebrand from me. If you wanted to check out his channel. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, his, his icon looks pretty cool. Yeah, I see that. Very nice. Okay, uh, that's going to do it here for uh, tonight. We'll be back uh, next next uh, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, where hopefully we have a bit more to talk about in terms of uh, Nintendo events and more Kombat 11, definitely. Cool. So we'll see you guys then.